I want to take a quick second and talk about how you can support our show. I believe this is the most honest way that I can connect with you, the listener, and put it in front of everyone. You can support our show for as little as 99 cents a month. We release four podcasts a month, all at an average length of about an hour. That means you are supporting us at just 25 cents an hour. That's that's cheaper than the dollar menu. I think it's safe to say that we provide more value than that. And if you learn anything from our content, please consider becoming a supporter today with the link in the description of any episode or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening and please enjoy the show. Welcome to Feeding Curiosity. Wait a second. Welcome to Feeding Curiosity. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible sponsorship here. We're going to give you guys a one month free trial and a free book. And some of my recent books are Michael Pollan's How to Change Your Mind. And then also just mentioned in this podcast, we talked about Zen and the Art of Archery, which is one of the things we did during the podcast itself today. I think those are really good two sparring points, but you guys don't need to start there. But those are just some ideas. And if you go and check out Audible Trial slash Feeding Curiosity, which will be in the link in the description, you can check it out. Hello everyone, Eric Wenzel here, and we're back with another episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we're going to take it a little bit different, and I have a friend from school. His name is White Mock on the podcast, and he is a person who interested me because he's not what you'd expect on the surface. And then as you get to know him, he just becomes more complex of a character with being a incredible athlete and all-around hunter and outdoorsman. And grew up in a very different sense than many of us today, where he comes from a small town. So I want to get him on the podcast and kind of do an interview style. So this is the first time. And if you guys enjoy it, please hit me up on all of the social medias. Now we have a Facebook group and we also have a Twitter so that if you guys have any questions or if you have any books you want to recommend or anything like that, you guys can find us there at Feeding Curiosity for both of those as well. And also, I'd like to mention that we have blog posts going out to my buddy Joe. He does history articles and I've posted my own article on caffeine. So if you guys are interested, I would really, really appreciate it. Guys, oh, check that out over at feedingcuriosity.net. And um, yeah, so without further ado, we're going to jump into the podcast with our first guest who's not a friend, White Mock. Welcome to Feeding Curiosity, episode number 10. We're joined with our first guest that's not a friend, Wyatt Mock. We know each other from Northern Uni- Illinois University, but he's an interesting dude, and not just from school. So with that, Wyatt, how's, he, how's it going, man? Good. Good. Everything's going well. How's everything with you? Not too bad. You know, the usual work, getting ready for school in the fall. We got two more weeks or so. Not looking forward to that, no. considering how, how many podcasts we're doing now. <laughs> no, not at all. I hear you. I got some classes this fall, too, which I still haven't called the university about, so I should probably take care of that pretty soon. <laughs> at some point here? Yeah, start, they start Friday, mm-hmm. so I should probably get that figured out. If you can talk a little bit louder. Oh, I can talk loud. Yeah. Don't be, fr- don't be afraid to talk loud just so it p- gets picked up Sounds here. Sounds good. Um, so, with that, let, let's see. Where do you want to start with this? Because you got a lot to talk about. Do you want to start from the beginning, where, where, where your upbringing, or because you're from? Okay, I guess the easiest one is small town Illinois, right? You can talk I, about that. I was raised in big town Illinois. Oh, really? So, so my family goes back to 1850 in uh, Naperville. So I was there until sixth grade, and then once I got to, or there till fifth, 
And then once I got done there, then I moved into small towns. So okay. I was brought up in middle of Naperville. Big, okay. Big world. You know, every everything was bigger. Um, everything was um, larger, um, as you know, from uh, if you live in a city. And then I moved out to the country, which um, personally I wouldn't change it. Uh, it was a little bit hard at the beginning um, just because I was raised for like 12 years, 13 years um, in the city. Um, I was hunting, though. I was hunting up in uh, Wisconsin. And then okay. that move that I made to, which is Marseilles, it's just by Stuff Rock area. Um, that move that I made there was um, probably one of the best um, just because it really um, let me find what I wanted to do. Um, so now I've been out there for a little over 10 years. Um, I just, I live the country lifestyle. 5,000 <laughs> people in the town, no stoplight. 5,000? That, that's it. It takes me... When I'm either running or cycling, it takes me, for cycling, it takes me a minute to get out in the country where I see nobody, and for running, it takes me about five minutes to get out in the middle where I see nobody. Um, that's just, that's just how I like to live. Um, wow. Really. That's so different. It's, I come up here all the time, I, you know, I call it Yuppersville, that's what I call Naperville, oh, yeah, sure this is. whole area up here, um, just because a lot of, a lot of people, um, don't have the same viewpoint that I have. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of view uh, monetary things as more important. Um, but as we both know, you can't take those monetary things to the grave with you. <laughs> so, Very for, true. so for me, it really comes down to is, um, am I happy and do I like doing what I like to do? Mm -hmm. um, and moving down there um, really allowed me to um, do what I wanted to do. I got involved in hunting from an early age. Um, not so much from the realm of just being involved in it. I already was from Naperville. But it was more, I was constantly in the environment. Yeah, it's part of the culture more there because of the, big, just being closer to it. Big <laughs> trucks, hunting season comes, nobody's really around. That's, that's, mm -hmm. really, that's really how Marseille is. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of farmland. Um, but the nice part about it is it, it is in the Illinois River Valley, so there are some hills. So cycling and running like I like to do, those workouts. Yeah, you're close to Starved Rock, so if anyone yep. knows the area, it's oh, yeah. a great place. Oh, I run there every weekend. <laughs> I yell at people all the time because they just can't seem to get out of my way. They don't understand the concept of single file on the trail sometimes. But really what it comes down to it is that the biggest thing um, that moving down there let, let me do was it let me really find um, where I was going mm -hmm. and who I was supposed to be. Um, I would be a lot different person if I lived in the city and didn't move down there. I would be completely different i wouldn't be in the um outdoor lifestyle at all um just for a little side references you know the, the people say oh you know I, I i hunt for me hunting is it starts in september september 15th is opening day in wisconsin and from september till january i'll spend 40 50 60 days in the woods depending on what kind of year it is yeah so i'm not just a weekend hunter i'm a hunter all the time i sneak out of work all the time i do what i can yeah oh, i got two hours i can make it there. i can make it there run out there sit there don't see a damn thing walk back well that was a good 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 part of my time spent but it really is just about doing what you like to do and what i really right. like to do is is hunt that's really what it comes down to is bow hunting to be clear yeah and just to so today why it came down and we we actually went i went uh archery training guest for the first time ever and uh you'll, you'll see some pictures up on my instagram later of the of some of the targets and basically the reason i really reached out to Wyatt was to get a lot of his viewpoints and kind of reach out to someone who knew a lot about uh archery because i've been exposed to it tangentially through uh people like joe rogan and cameron haynes and you know it's one thing to hear about how people talk about these things and it's a whole different thing to actually get experience with it firsthand and you know uh, Joe Rogan says it's a rabbit hole once you go down it, and it's a very, very different thing to 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 kind of be connected to something that you 
you kind of have to have all your focus uh, for archery. And, and for someone like Wyatt, he's been doing this for, uh, you, you said, roughly 11 years old? Uh, yeah, started started rifle at 11 um, because that's legally when you can. And then um, that's rifle deer. Um, and then I switched to archery, uh, like 13, 14, when I could shoot the uh uh, bow that was acquired. You got to shoot a certain poundage. You can't shoot like ten pounds at a deer because you won't um, you won't be able to do an ethical kill. Um, so I switched to then, and then slowly it transitioned into where I only want to shoot archery. Um, just bought in the brand new Hoyt. Uh, shoots like a dream. He saw sh- he shot today. Second, can you explain what ethical kill is? Because I think that's a really important yes. topic that you kind of. So the 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 hunting um, the hunting world people seem to get uh, a little bit confused on you know they they some people that are misinformed they say well all you do is slaughter the animal um and it suffers and it's not fair to the animal um so to put in perspective when i go out hunting uh, i'm aiming for ethical kills so what i do is um we'll get into it later in the podcast um i train for hunting uh i lift i shoot it's basically what cam haynes says lift run shoot i do all three of those um religiously because when it comes down to the moment and when i'm out there and i have a deer that i want to shoot um, that I want that I want to shoot and ultimately kill as fast as possible ethically. Um, I want the shot to count. So what an ethical kill is is when I shoot a deer, for example, um, I let the arrow go. You know, lungs, heart. If I if I get a heart, which I get pretty often, more it's more like lungs. It's a hundred yards, ten seconds, and they're dead. It's a lot more ethical than getting hit by a car. Getting, mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do you see a deer get a, see a deer get hit by a car? But in all reality, you see a dead deer on the side of the road. It could have gotten hit, and it could have spent, and it could have spent, you know, ten hours or days dragging itself around, wounded because of what happened. Um, so the whole idea of um, hunting being unethical, um, there is unethical parts that uh, people can do if they make bad shots um, or if they do it um, incorrectly. Um, it can become unethical, but the real bow hunters and the real hunters um, that are the ethical ones, those are the ones that um, really what the sport's about. And it's just, it's a sport. Um, it's not just about going out there and shooting deer. It's called hunting. It's not called killing. Um, the ethical kill really comes down to is, did I shoot the animal within my realm, within my means that I could get? Um, because with it, if I don't do it, if I don't do it um, how I should, then I run into the issue of it wasn't an ethical kill, um, and it just happens, you know. But the issue is people don't people when they when they go out there and when they um, you know start taking an interest in hunting, not so much from the standpoint of actually doing it, but if they want to learn um, whether or not it's uh, you know see what it's about, the whole um, shoot to kill, um, shoot your own meat uh, ideology, it really comes down to is. Um, are you doing it ethical? And an ethical kill is faster than any, any other kill they're going to get. So, you know, deer's walking on the side of the road, runs out in front of the road, gets hit by a car, like we just talked about. <laughs> it's going to not It's going to not be as quick of a death if I do an ethical shot, which an ethical shot comes down to is the training that I do, the lift, run, shoot. Because um, I know when I get in the moment, when I'm focused on just getting the shot, placement where I want it to be, I know because I've shot that same shot, a thousand times by the time hunting season comes around, I'm going to be able to do the ethical kill. And that's really what it comes down to it as. It's really just an understanding of um, this whole idea of people thinking that hunting is unethical. That comes from the people who do it unethically. The hunt, Hunting is not unethical. It's poaching that's unethical. So you use means that you shouldn't use. You use flashlights to shine the deer. You don't shoot in season. 
um, you don't shoot the proper equipment, you don't spend the time that you should be spending to make an ethical kill, that is what's considered unethical, yeah. not not hunting. And, and for me, like, because today is my first experience of actually bow hunting, or bow, just shooting a bow, rather, not hunting. Um, it, it's such a different thing, especially when you're, you, as a beginner, to see someone who's got those hundreds of thousands of shots under their belt and, and to see how practiced the motion is and how um, and why can will probably post the pictures of his groupings uh, from his target just like being able to just see it wherever it is you're number three hello cool yeah, you're good. <laughs> all right so we got uh, Jordan here again so he, he wanted to drop in on the podcast so we started with the early bio stuff and just to recap a little bit he was just telling about where he grew up he's from small town Illinois basically uh, okay. uh, Marseilles uh, Five thousand people. <laughs> I know where that is. Yeah, that's yeah. not Rockets. Wow. Yeah, that's um, Fort Marseilles. Yep. There. Yep. yep. I was in the National Guard, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hunt out there at the National Guard. That's why I exclusively hunt at. Yep. In oh, Illinois. that's what's cool. Yep. Yeah. So I've so, been out there a bunch. So why has been talking about it, and we met. So so just kind of going back, backtracking about where our little background goes. I met Wyatt through uh, NIU as in the engineering department. And Called him as fresh meat. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> Lily, Lily, when he when he showed up, we had we had our group. You know, we had our group. We were all there, I think, for a year. Yeah, and, you guys were freshmen coming in, and, and I came in as a transfer. And in, in, in engineering, you know, we had a group. You know, we were all all really tight knit. And then all of a sudden, um, then all of a sudden he comes in, and then all of a sudden I look over my buddy, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, we got some fresh meat in the class. <laughs> and and and, he, and 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 that was Dan, and Dan Dan might be on the podcast. Yeah, some point. Um, but he we were just shout laughing. out, so make him come in now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dan, Dan, <laughs> Dan Thiel, you better come in. Um, but it, it's just funny to see how it started out with the fresh meat ideology, and obviously right. I'm I'm really sarcastic. You know, I really wasn't viewing him as fresh yeah. meat, right, but right. he turned out to be a really cool kid. You know, and and it was just amazing how um, how everything grows into this. Um, you know, we started meeting out. Yeah, you know, you start meeting people, and then you start getting to know each other, and then mm-hmm. engineering is so tight knit because yeah, like there's the only way you the survive. Same, like four like people or like we had like maybe eight people there were eight people yeah, that you'd class. see in every class so, oh really yeah because it's a really small program at it's, NIU it's a niche okay. you know and you got and you, you can't be in a sense dumb to be in it they, yeah. they, you, you, we were past the classes where they basically the weeding out process out. Weed you yeah. out yeah. <laughs> and it, it was funny we, we, we had some good times but it's just funny how it's transcribed from where we're at where mm-hmm. we're at now to where we were you know first I called him Fresh Meat and now I'm on his podcast yeah. right <laughs> in, yeah. in like three years so right. it, it transcribed pretty good right. and it's like for me it's like you're the the person you were at school was very different than the person you are outside of it cause like it's not as much of a like a facet of your life that's as important as like the rest of it like people can probably already get a really good sense of that from just the way you're describing your hunting mm-hmm. ideology and, and for him it, like getting a good grade in right. school wasn't that big of a deal and we'll get into why that is in, in a separate story but you know and then as you kind of like on the surface I, I could have done like just looked at him like he's an idiot and doesn't apply himself mm. and I and I'm, I'm going to be honest and I could have said that I didn't that thought probably crossed my mind at the beginning <laughs> you know because everyone else's attitude was kind of leaning that way initially and then I kind of get into the point where you kind of like wait Wait, you said you were up at midnight cycling? Like, why are you doing that? You know, and then you get these questions, and you're like, wait, hold on. This guy's like, I learned, so initially he was a uh, triathlete. He was training for the half Ironman. That's crazy. Yeah, so if you want to go into that training regime and how you've kind of transitioned from there, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was, uh, so I was a a triathlete, um, 
That was a pretty good one. Um, I placed first in my age group. I was I'd, I'd always go to nationals. Um, you know, I, I was I was pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm a 430 miler, so I'm just I'm, I'm pretty fast. <laughs> so it just kind of naturally, you know, when I swam in high school all the time. I swam the longest event, the 500. So I was like, you know what? Why not add all three? You know, right. the only thing I didn't know how to do was cycling. So you know, my my triathlon bike it's like a ten thousand dollar rig. Um, it's it it's a nice. It looks bike. like a spaceship. It's yeah, <laughs> when, when, when people, when I, yeah. It, it's it's a nice bike, you know. We'll, and I we'll link to your Instagram so people can go. Oh, of course, <laughs> talk to me all you want. Um, but biggest thing is is I, I started out as a triathlete. I ran and um, swam in high school, and then I got out, and then I was looking, what do I want to do? Because I am extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I'm a, it's to the point where like. If I can't, if I'm not doing something physical, I don't. I get. Really I get the ups, same way now. I get now. really upset. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather. I get work. antsy. <laughs> I, it, 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 it makes no sense. I just, I just need to do something. Um, right. And for me, it comes down to is I race triathlons. I did the racing uh, seventy point three, the half Ironman. Um, but the biggest thing for me is is. Can you explain the uh, half Ironman distances? Yes. Just so, so yep. people. So it's it's called a seventy point three because that's the total distance. So it's a one point two mile swim. It's 56 miles on the bike, and it's a 13.1 mile run. So it's half of the full. It's half of the full, and then the full (laughs) thing is obviously times times that by two. Yeah. Um, But it really comes down to is that was um, that was my one of my races that that was one my what I called as an A race, like a big race on the calendar. Um, And it really just comes down to is the training. Um, So for me, is going through college, um, I had a full time job. Um, and it wasn't just your, it wasn't just like a McDonald's or, you know, so I'm not shooting down McDonald's, but, or it wasn't one of those. It was a, um, you go ahead and explain it. Yeah. It's, Leave a, out any it's, of it's a, it's a, it's a software company that helps, um, keep drinking water safe. So I'm on the developing mm-hmm. side of it. Um, and I sell it. Um, so I was involved with it from a, basically I jumped aboard 19, 20, my father, um, owns it. Um, but to put in perspective, I don't get an easy pass. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's not this, I was given a company. Um, but you know, I started 20, I decided, you know what, I, I, I kind of want to head this direction because, um, I didn't know where it was going to go at that time. Um, it was successful. It was doing well. Um, but it's just kind of allowed me to be my own boss in a sense. Of course, my, my old man is my boss, mm-hmm. but if I, if I tell him, I'm like, Hey, hunting season's coming up and this is what I do all the time. I I'll throw in like in the last four days, three days, something like that. I've done 60 hours of work to catch up mm-hmm. and I'll do that <laughs> because I want to hunt on Friday because I'll, I'll, I'll go literally when the hunting season starts, it'll be, I will take off all of Friday and hunt all weekend or I'll take off the last part of Friday and mm. just throw the extra work in the beginning of the week. So the work <laughs> ethic was there from, uh, from the beginning. Um, so for me, it, it really came down to is going back to the original question. Um, you know, uh, there's more to me than just meets, meets Being a student. Space. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because they're like, they'd be like, well, you know, because we, we were in our big text group we had, and then, and then you know, yeah. the text group got going on, and then somehow we got on the subject of what's everybody doing. I'm like, yeah, I'm cycling right now at 11.30 at night. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? I go, yeah, I'm getting my workout done. They go, how long is that? Ah, two and a half hours, easy ride today. They're like, did you do the homework? I go, no, that's after. So they're like, they're like, that's going to be like three. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I wake up, I wake up at six, go to class. And it's just, it's just a matter of, um, you have 24 hours a day, and... It's either you make time or you don't get your stuff done. Yeah. And for me, it comes down to is um, one of the reasons why we moved out from Naperville was um, the economy crashed. We had a okay. big, big construction company, and then we had no construction company. <laughs> so I went through. I went through some times. I can remember sometimes when I would be. Uh, 
I remember one Thanksgiving, instead of going to Thanksgiving, uh, me and my old man worked on the house, and we had uh, SpaghettiOs as our Thanksgiving. Wow. So it really... Uh, That's it, a juxtaposition, all right. It really it really made me understand, you know, that nothing in uh, life is given. You got to work for everything, and that's one reason why um, I have the work ethic that I have. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling, um, telling him earlier today, you know, my biggest problem is um, I'm not a workaholic. I'm an extreme workaholic. <laughs> when I when I get going, I mean I'll forget to eat. I mean like one time I started I started you know and my the business depends on what what part we're in. If we're you know if we're working on getting a municipality up a city, um, then it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work on my end because I got to make sure the data is usable, also known as clean. Um, so one day I sat down about nine at night, and then no I didn't have my phone with me. I didn't have anything. I didn't have any of the distractions. And then I go you know I need to go to the bathroom. I get up. Go to the bathroom, come back, look at my computer because it 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 um, did its home screen. So then it actually showed me a time, and it was four thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh, I got to be up at, at six. This is gonna suck. But I got my stuff done. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it's 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 just an issue of um, how do I do it and why do I do it. It's just it's really comes back to the archery theme because when you're shooting a bow and now he gets it. Um, when you're shooting a bow, nothing else matters. Oh, yeah. The only thing that matters is what you're doing. It's yeah. what you're doing with the bow. No outside factor matters. There are outside factors, you know, such as rain, wind. Those are what you got to take into account for, but nothing else matters. But yeah, if you're in a range, it doesn't matter. <laughs> noises, noises, bugs buzzing by your head, you know, noise, mm-hmm. nothing else matters. And that's, that's one reason why I'm able to just, when I get into my work, I have a huge long list of stuff that needs to get done. Yeah. I mean, the list is like 10 or 12 pages right. of stuff that needs to get done and if I looked at it from a whole I would lose I would lose it's my overwhelming. shit I would, right. I, would, I would have a heart attack I'd be in a grave <laughs> but what I do is, I, I, is we sort the tasks which is most important and then I'm able just to focus on that one task because right. I've shot a bow Right. because if you start letting the exterior factors affect you especially shooting a bow you know I'm cold I've been out here it's raining I'm wet you know the deer is not where I, exactly where I want it to be tell the, tell the tree story that's a good one. Which one? When it walks behind the tree and you're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, you draw back. You're like, oh, perfect. Perfect broadside shot. I can make a really good ethical kill on that one. Fantastic. Draw all the way back. Settle your pin in, which is basically where, you know, where you're going to hit the deer at. Settle that pin in perfectly. And the thing takes a step forward. And then now it's behind a tree. <laughs> and now you're sitting there going, all right. And I can't lower the bow because when I go to draw it again, I may spook the deer. So my best, you know, because... And, and usually, of course, it's, it, you know, it's a tree that's six inches in diameter, just enough for the vitals. So he's staring at me. <laughs> I'm shaking. And I'm like, I, 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 you know, and, 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 you know, and you would, you would, you know, if you didn't have your bow drawn back, he'd spend five seconds behind that tree. But because he got the damn bow drawn back, he's going to take his sweet ass time. Yeah. He's going to go, you know what? I just want to stand here a little bit longer. And he was going to be sitting there going, you little mother, come on, come on, come on. You're like, and then, and then you know, then of course, you'll, he'll hear a noise, then he'll stop. Spin around and look at the noise, which causes him not to move again. You're just sitting there like, you little piece of shit. Can you <laughs> yeah. please take just one step forward? That's all I want from you. And next thing you know, now you shoot 45 seconds after you drew. Yep. And that's one reason why I lift, run, and shoot. Because when I draw my bow back, it's a 70-pound draw bow. I mean, it's it, it's it's a brand new bow. It's very modernized, but it, the, the element is still there of shots can get screwed up. Yes. And it's not, you know, people say, well, you know, you shoot, you're shooting a modern bow. Yes, but you're still shooting at a wild animal, and I've had the I've X had factor. <laughs> I've had I've had them. It's amazing how they can not know you're there, but know you're there. Mm-hmm. 
it's you know you, so you set up your range you set up everything you range all your trees and then instead of picking one or the other tree he's right in the middle he yeah like, hey he's 52 and a half I'll shoot him for 53 you know and you, and you, and you, and you get ready to shoot him you know and, and then you, you get range, everything's perfect draw back done the shot a hundred times no problem you shoot looks like a good shot and the thing ducks <laughs> A foot and a half. I mean, and the arrow goes right over his back, and he runs off, and then he stands on a ridge and laughs at you. He <laughs> looks back like, uh, see ya. <laughs> and it, happen- it happens, it, you know, and that's why when I shoot is, I know they naturally duck. It's just that instinct that they hear from the uh, the bow going off. They're super quiet, though, still. You know, you you heard it. Yeah. They're not loud. Right. But it's just that, that weird noise. They don't, they just... It spooks them a little, just enough. It's just enough to cause it to really screw up. So I, you know, I just, you know, I'll, I'll shoot low, I'll aim heart, which is right at the bottom of the deer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, then if he does do his duck, I'll get along. Okay. Does it? Ducks a foot and a half. Arrow goes in the ground. I'm like, okay, well, uh, not gonna bring that one home with me. But it just really comes down to is um, just that focus of not letting the uh, exterior factors affect you, other than what you need to worry about when you're shooting. Right. You know, if it's raining out, the arrow is gonna be dragged down. If it's wind, if it's blown from east to west, you know, you're gonna have to adjust your aim. But I mean, other than that, it's really the shot's up to you. Right. And just for like, so from, from a beginner standpoint of me doing it today for the first time, it is such a strange range of motion to be able to hold the bow, even for a couple seconds. Like you were, you, you were noticing it when I was doing it. You, you would see me shaking there after holding it for maybe 10 seconds, right? And like just trying to learn how to aim at something that's, you know, it's not as easy as point and shoot. <laughs> to, to, to put it in a different way and, and all I can keep thinking about is a book that's always been recommended for anyone who gets really into archery is, is Zen and the Art of Archery and I hear it's like it's one of those things that helps people a lot of people at least get into the idea of meditation and how that applies to things like archery and I and I haven't I didn't feel like I could read it yet because I hadn't done archery so I didn't want to like be I tainted I guess you by, can now right now I can, now I'm like excited to go and buy it and I and I wanted to at least mention it again here because I think it's a really important thing and, and it really kind of like you have to have this weird whole body awareness when you're when you're actually drawing a bow from like like you really have to like straighten the sternum and like like you get into this like specific stance where you really feel like everything is lined up perfectly and it's it sounds strange as I'm saying it because it's really nuanced hundred percent true but yeah it's, it's like so strange and I actually have the target upstairs I'll go show it to you later yeah, it's a specific technique and right it's it. very technique heavy yeah. <laughs> I've done it once not to the level that you've done it obviously yeah but we're, we're gonna take pictures with his bow later so oh, really? for, for uh, thumbnail purposes but, okay uh, yeah. you'll, you'll see it it's really like it's a compound bow that's got all the bells and all whistles the, yeah so mine <laughs> didn't have none of that <laughs> hey hey I, but I to be clear I view it the same as how you're doing it I, mm-hmm. I view it I don't think I'm some higher up because I shoot a uh, $1,500 Hoyt I just well, you've I've, trained on everything else. <laughs> I, I I started with exactly the bow that you did, but mm-hmm. then once I, I got into it, then I moved up to it, and, right, and right. then it, that that's how it progresses. But mm-hmm. go ahead, continue with what you were saying about yeah. uh, the difference. I was just, um, I mean, this was a long time ago. I was in the Boy Scouts. So I was okay. probably like how many Eagle Scouts? Twelve. Oh, are you? Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> yep, we did yep. it. We did it there, and I just remember I was like, um, maybe back then I wasn't as focused and stuff as I am now. But I remember being like, yeah, this takes a lot of concentration. I'm like. I just want to play video games. You know, what I mean? like the concentration wasn't exactly it, there. But I mean, I mean, you, I mean, literally, there's this it, whole. People say, "Oh, it requires concentration." That until you shoot, another you do level not of concentration. Understand yeah. what it, what it is. I mean, well, you really don't. Right. And for me too, just like so, between me and you, we, and all three of us here, we work out a lot. All three of us, but even though I work out as consistently as I do and just do a lot of weird workouts with like kettlebells and a lot of shoulder mobility or strengthening exercises for stabilizers. There's nothing that compares to a bow draw 
at all. Like, it just feels like I, I, we worked out afterwards, too, which we'll get into probably later. Just talking about your your new, your new and improved workout strate- strategy. It's but like kill yourself and move on. <laughs> <laughs> but like. You, like when you're pulling the bow back, you get really like the shoulder here, the like front, the, delts the front delt gets really tight from just drawing it tight as to the body as possible, and then you, it's not just a pull like a draw. You have a pull push. It's a it's a push pull. Yep, exactly. Right. To mm-hmm. be able to get the full draw, and you, your 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 shoulder or your bicep on the on the leading hand gets this really weird like it's almost like like a lat raise, but you're holding it. Yeah. For a long like, period of time. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and, and and people people really don't understand it. You know, I've had I've had bodybuilders, um, you know, guys that work on the gym that you know that that tell me, Oh, I'm great at this. It's like, right. Okay, we'll go shoot my bow. I have no problem shooting people shoot my bow and I watch them and they're like they're like they go oh, they, like, like, they can't even get it. it. They almost can't even get it back. They're manhandling it, is what they're trying to do. It's a push pull. Yeah. Use both sides and, and the funny part is is you know, they work their butt off in the gym, they look fantastic, but mm-hmm. it's not in a sense, um, Functional for right. archery because they don't have any of those stabilizers. They pull this thing yeah. back. They can, they can bench like 350, 400 more than I can bench. I can bench a little over 300, easy. <laughs> but they they look at me and, and they go they go they watch me shoot and it's just a, like, it's it looks easy and flowy. And they're like, I can do that. They pull right. it back and they're like, this. It's it's all over the place right. because they're just not used to it. Right. And it's 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 just it's it's different. And like, and I guess to put it into context too is like when we were there. So the archery range we went to is really small, but it's it's a lot of people. That, the people that seem to run it actually seem to know a lot about it and have a lot of experience, which is really good uh, for for teaching perspective. And there is at least so there was a little kid who probably looked about maybe nine or ten, and he like. He was doing okay. Like, you could tell when he was getting tired. And then there was another girl, and she was probably maybe 11 or 12. and But she was practicing an Olympic-style bow, like a longbow. Yeah, it's, mm. yep, it's a longbow. Yep. It, it, it's, it was, it's a competition longbow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was crazy to see how her, like, form and everything. That, that she was getting one-on-one coaching, and her dad was there. So she's probably, for sure, in competition. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. her, her bow was, like, really fancy. Oh, like, her bow is probably worth just as much as mine, but it's just uh, it's competition. Different. It's yeah. different. But it was just really cool to see, like people like taking on this extreme like challenge at, at a very young age because like for me as like again at, at going in with a beginner's mindset of being like this is something I've always wanted to try like I was telling Wyatt when I was there it was kind of like the first time I went to the MMA gym MCT around here mm-hmm. it was like something that was a long time coming whereas like right. finally I've like took taken the first steps into like mm-hmm. seeing what the world's really like instead of living on the periphery of right. podcasts and like stuff. the interest and the intrigue was always there yeah, like, yeah I hear you. It, it's just fun to kind of like finally like wade into it a little bit yeah and I mean it Archery is a sport, yeah, hundred like percent. So it's just you know, yeah. Like even if I don't take it to the level of uh, right, right. But it it doesn't surprise me that you see kids that young doing. Yeah, it, you know what I mean. I mean, it's 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 really for any ages. I mean, anything yeah. over like five or six. I mean, I was shooting at five or six. I wasn't hunting at five or six. I had my little bow set up. You know, I I'd, <laughs> I'd be at you know ten yards. I'd be so happy when I hit it. You know, and yeah, then, like the short bows that we were oh, using. Oh yeah, as yeah. Practice. That's that's just that's just the um the environment that I grew up in. And unfortunately, because where you guys are situated is you don't really get that outdoorsy type right, sometimes. Right, exactly. I mean, you can go down to Star of Rock, you can go down to the Marseille Guard, you're mm-hmm. a little bit different because you've been involved with it, mm-hmm. but a lot of people up here, they don't, they don't even, it's 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 almost like up here, it's at full speed, and you go down to where I live by in the country, yeah. and it's like a quarter speed. Everything yeah. goes slower, mm-hmm. you know, le- things, less matters in a sense of, um, of I have money, Yeah. I have a fancy car, because mm-hmm. when you're down there, 
nobody really cares. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, yeah. more, it's more about who you hang out with, what you do, what community mm. things do you do, what charity things do you do. Yeah. That's what seems to be more Tell important. Tell a little bit about your best friend and how you guys doing your corn <laughs> harvesting oh. and stuff like that. Just oh, to, yeah. Just yeah, to yeah, really yeah. expand on the juxtaposition of what your life is really like. So, um, my, uh, so I'm involved heavy with the Boy Scouts. Um, I earned the rank of eagle in 2013 um and i'm an assistant scoutmaster my father's a scoutmaster and uh we do a corn fundraiser uh every year and i just got a text today that we made uh, 5500 for the boy scouts for from the corn yeah. um so my best friend's a farmer um it works out great because when the hunting season comes i'm nowhere to be found and when that's in the fall and he's nowhere to be found because he's combining he's farming <laughs> so it works out great you know we don't see each other you know we see each other once a week instead of like three or four times a week in the fall works out great because he's off combining i'm off hunting but we planted this week corn you know um we do it um planted in may um loved it for about a week we always do the second year <laughs> second you're doing this by about the second week i hate sweet corn <laughs> if somebody says corn or especially sweet corn i'll cry on the spot because i don't want anything to do with it because what happens is is i do a full day you know my day starts at seven usually um, just because uh, the time zone that we're in, uh, a lot of our clients um, are in Michigan, so the time zone is ahead. Um, so I got to start a little bit earlier so I can get those calls in. And so my day starts at 7, and then I go at 6 to go pick corn. <laughs> so that's 11 hours. By the time we get done there, it's 9. Okay, so now <laughs> now it's like 13 hours. I'm up and working. And then if I didn't get caught up on my stuff, which I never do, when I get back from corn, then I go back on the computer and continue catching up on stuff. So... I like sweet corn, but I hate sweet corn. <laughs> I don't. I don't want anything to do with sweet corn now. I mean, I, I've I've got seen so much sweet corn. It's an acre and a half, so it's forty rows. It's a huge field, and the best thing that happened was I watched them mow that down <laughs> on Thursday. They're like, you know, what, we're done. Let's cut those last eight rows down. That was sweet, sweet victory. That was just like, you know what? Screw you, corn. I'm done with you. <laughs> so it's you know, and Boy Scouts, you know, people people seem to lose lose this uh, methodology of Boy Scouts. Sometimes um, they seem to think that it's it's not very usable. Um, it's complete opposite, um, obviously, uh, because I was raised in it. But also, right. it, it shows you, and it's not so much up here in the suburbs, but down by where I live, the median income is very low. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot of boys don't. A lot of boys have one parent, and oh, wow. and they and you know they okay they have two parents, but one parent has an issue and the other one's you know not very good. Um, so it kind of gives them a direction. And the biggest mm-hmm. thing is, and that's what they need. They just, they just need some kind of direction. We have we have t- plenty of people that come in. You know, ten, eleven. I wouldn't trust with my wallet right. because they take stuff to where they either make eagle, which only two percent of scouts make eagle. There's a little bit over three million in the United States, so there's something to be said about that. Um, so, or whether they make eagle, or then they just age out at eighteen and st- still stick around and move on. It's, mm-hmm. it's they have some sort of direction to where at that point I can trust them with my wallet. I could tr- I could trust them with anything because they learn that, you know, you don't you don't steal. You like don't, a work mm-hmm. ethic. Yeah, kind of, uh, yeah. It, it gives or an them, ethic, not just work ethic, it, just an ethic. Right. It gives them a sense of direction because unfortunately nowadays, especially with social media, mm-hmm. there is so much, so many bad directions and so many wrong ways you can go about it right. that it's good to have some sort of sense of direction. So I mean. I mean, you collimate all that, um, you add all the stuff together, you know, Boy Scouts, um, you know, money becoming a problem early when, when I was younger. Um, I remember, I remember when, I, when I did track uh, seventh grade year and I, you know, my parents couldn't afford a $60 pair of track shoes. Right. Um, I know that. And I'm, and I'm like, and I'm, and I'm <laughs> Even like, out here. Everybody, everybody else, everybody else has track shoes and they can't, they can't afford a pair of track shoes. Right. And mm-hmm. now, now when I'm go, when I go to buy something, you know, like my Hoyt, for example, 
you know, it was, it was it's a thousand dollar bow, but they mispriced it, so I got a little discount. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, you you saw the, the like, uh, yeah, I saw the same bow for ten fifty, so thousand dollars and thousand fifty dollars. And I got mine for seven fifty because they mismarked it. Oh, Same no. bow and everything. So that made, markdown. <laughs> that made me feel good. And Hoyts, Hoyts are like the. To be clear, Hoyts are like the Ferrari bows. Oh, they're shit. they're the. They're the number one brand. They're them, Matthews. Um, Matthew, why can't um, Bowtech? Matthews, Bowtech has some good ones. Um, that at least that's what we saw at the. Yeah, F3. yeah, yeah. There's there, there's a lot of good brands out there. Um, but Matthews, Hoyt, uh, Bowtech, they're one of they're they're the leaders. Um, I'm forgetting a PSE. There's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the they're the what's called the mainstream ones. Don't get me wrong, all bows are good. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have their characteristics. But I'm just a Hoyt guy, kind of like um, same thing with pistols. You know, I I'm I, I'm a CCL instructor, concealed carry instructor, um, and I'm a Glock guy. I just shoot Glocks. I don't I don't like anything else. So I'm a Glock, <laughs> I'm, a Glock I'm like what they call a Glock fanboy. So I'm what they call a Hoyt fanboy apparently. Right. Um, <laughs> but but the biggest the biggest thing to realize is. Um, is just nowadays um, money is is good. It's it's right. 70 dollars is not is not a do I really need this kind of purchase? It's it's I have it, you know. And and that kind of that kind of put it in perspective for me is just um, I came up from that you know that 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 not so much a money issue, just money was tough um, just because of different things that happened. But it put this work ethic into me that um, I was never gonna let that happen again. Right. So that's why I'll throw in those 80, 90 hour weeks. <laughs> and I won't do anything about it. I mean, I had uh, I had a hundred and twenty hour week one time. Jesus Christ! And it's so, uh, that and and for me and for me it's it's not like I'm forced to do it. It's because I like to do it. Well, here's my question: that the, you know you're talking about this crazy drive and work ethic to just do all these things, and what it to, sounds like to me is: do you ever worry about burnout, or does that even word to, like is that even in your dictionary? Because like. I bet some of these people are just thinking like, "What the he- like, what the hell?" You know, because even if you're not working that much, you you ha- you do you're working out, your archery, the hunting, like these are long activities. There's not something you do, you know, for only a few hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for me, I mean, it really, I mean, it really comes down to it is is in terms of burning out. Um, I don't really burn out per se. Um, I don't burn out in, a ter- in a term in terms of physically. Yeah, I get exhausted. Like but, anyone does, but yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but like for me, is it's one of my tactics. Is if I'm if I'm getting tired, I'm starting to starting to lose it. You know, I have different other tactics that I use, but one of the main ones is naps. I take a ten minute nap, and then I'll feel like a hundred bucks again. Mm-hmm. And I can tell when I'm getting really tired because I get the migraines and the eyeball headaches. That's when I can, okay. that's when I can tell mm-hmm. when that's when I can tell I need sleep. And I to put in perspective, my work is computer. Nothing but computer. Mm-hmm. I deal with some paper, but nothing but computer. So I stare at a computer a lot. Yeah, so, so I strain is a real big so one. I, so I strain, I strain is a real one. So when I start to feel like that, or don't start to feel good, instead of stepping to like an ibuprofen or like a, you know, a migraine reducer, um, it, depending on what I've had that day, um, caffeine wakes me up, gets rid of my headaches. Um, and then also a big one is, for example, working out or shooting. Right. I can I can be mentally Does burned out. Does that reset you? I get mentally burned out, you know, when I'm just like, you know, I look at this list and I'm like, oh, this is this is stupid, you know, or, or I had I had it earlier this week. I'm just like I I I just I was so unproductive. It it, it pissed me off. Um, you know, because it comes it really comes down to it is I moved my sister over the weekend to Milwaukee from North Dakota. So my Monday was shot, but it was to move her. Um, and then Tuesday, just bad thing after bad thing happened. That day was basically toast. I got nothing done what I wanted to. Um, then step forward to Wednesday morning. I got my ass reamed by by my father. <laughs> you know, just just for just for things not going right. You know, and 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 not necessarily from a standpoint of it's my fault. Just we had to hammer out some issues in the company 
that every company runs into, you know, different forms of it. But right. and then all of a sudden, we're like, okay, we got, we got the issue figured out. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, well, I got to get, I got, for example, I had to get this data out to uh, to our IT guy. Um, it should take about 20 hours to get this data cleaned, um, cleaned and usable. So all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop until I'm done with it. So five hours later, I got the data out to him. So. I mean, in terms of getting burned out, I mean, I get mentally burned out where right. I just, it's not that I, it's not that I'm, I'm overworked. It's just, I don't want to work because I feel like I'm getting nowhere. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you know, then all of a sudden, um, you know, I, I listen to a podcast or, um, you know, I, I look at, I look at something else and then I'll, or I go shoot the bow, you know, and, and shoot the bow for me, um, you know, whether it's 10 minutes or an hour, it gives me what I need because like you said, it's something about the whole body thing. I can be having a shitty ass day. Be just, you know, I can be pissed off mm-hmm. at the world. Go shoot, come back. I'm good. That's just what archery does for me because yeah. I've been doing it so much. Because it takes me to a different place in right. my tree stand. Either good weather shooting a deer or freezing my ass off. Kind of sucks, but shooting a deer, you know. And and some of my best memories from um, my father and and my mother in general because we used to have a uh, a hunting lodge up in Wisconsin, so we would hunt a lot. Um, we would have a lot of people that come up there. Some of my best memories were from hunting, and they always will be. You know, like yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember exclusively the first deer that I shot with my old man, and that that was just just the way that he said that he came out. You know, this is a rifle came out. I have a picture of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, came out, and then I was right on yeah. it. He goes, he goes, shoot him, shoot him, and drop him right there. That's and, cool. Uh, and I mean, you should. I was eleven. <laughs> I was jacked. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, I mean, you. I mean, I was. Just I imagine was, the exhilaration you get out of that. I was freezing. Right. Not after I shot the deer. A huge, huge, <laughs> the adrenaline rush. Huge <laughs> buck. Still, it's still the biggest buck to this date that I shot. Wow. Um, it's huge. I mean, it, it's got it's got eleven points. It's got one one weird one sticking out, um, but huge deer. Um, and it's really put in perspective of nothing else matters. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we get as 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 civilians and as as not civilians, but as um, society. Society. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. As a society, <laughs> we just get in this uh, clusterfuck of. What do people think of me? Right. How much money am I making? Mm-hmm. The bottom line is, I, materialistic I, things. Yeah. Oh yeah. I go. I, and you can't take those to the grave. Yeah. I go out. I go out in the woods, and I've gone out. You know, you've, you've been out in Marseilles uh, mm-hmm. wildlife area before. Yeah. There's cliffs that you'll die on. Mm-hmm. There's there's hundred foot cliffs out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, you walk, really? You walk yeah. and you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. It's, oh shit. Good thing I wasn't texting. I mean, yeah. I've I, I shot one deer. I'm not kidding. He jumped off the cliff, and I'm looking, and I'm just like, I'm looking at him, and and you know. And I and I wasn't lifting at this point. And if I would have lifted, I would have been able to get him out by myself. But I'm just sitting here, and it took me a half a day to get him out, get him mm-hmm. three miles to the truck. Jeez. Oh my god! And I'm and I'm looking at him, and I, I go I go Lily. It's like he knew that he was he was done. He ran 50 yards and died. But he ran 50 yards, jumped into the ravine, and then said, "Okay." It's like it's like mm-hmm. he's he, you know it's I'll get the last word here. I'll yeah. watch you try to drag <laughs> me out. You know it's, it weighs 190 pounds, yeah, 100 100. big deer. You know, and I'm just like, how is this gonna work? So. He's, so here's another question that kind of came up too. Is since you say you spend so many days out with the hunting season, you're just like 60 days or 45 days a year. Yeah, probably on average at least 30. Um, but you're out there alone, right? So usually yes. So that's a really scary thing for a lot of people to oh. be alone with your thoughts. Like you know, you can't be talking to the animals, or they're going to be all scared away from you. Yeah, there's going to be no animals talking. To <laughs> so so that's another thing. Is like it's kind of close to the meditation thing. But how do you you know be content with your own thoughts for that? You know, you're sitting there for hours doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, it, it's it's really interesting um, for me because I came I came from a uh, the city to country, which is definitely a weird transition. And I, I lived in the, I lived in the city for 
12 years, and I've been out in the country so for about 10. Most of your younger childhood? Yes, yes. So all my, young, so all my younger childhood memories, I, I, remember, I remember digging a hole. We, me and my friends, we decided we're going to be adventurous. We're going to be <laughs> paleontologists. We dig a hole about six feet deep in the middle of, in the middle of my yard in Naperville. Six feet deep. Jeez. All of a sudden, one of, it, one of the neighbor kids falls in the hole, gets trapped in the hole, is trapped there for four hours. Oh, my God. Parent is freaking out. To find out he's in a hole that we dug, you know, my old my old man is like, "What was your logic?" I go, "I was looking for dinosaur bones." And, I love that. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, and at that point, there was no more digging holes in the yard. But then I shift out in the country where if I wanted to do that, it wouldn't matter. Right. I yeah. mean, I mean, none of that stuff matters in a sense, you know. And and for me, it really comes down to is I go out in the woods. Um, I'm by myself most of the time, most of the time in the garden. I've seen some scary stuff, you know, in terms of weather, animals. Mm-hmm. Um, the scariest thing is walking in the dark. And you have a headlamp on, and all you see is eyes. You know, you know, odds are it's a deer or a coyote. Nothing's gonna bother you. Yeah. But it, it, just in the back of your mind, it goes, "That thing's gonna come after you." You know, that 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 thing that thing could be a wolf. It's not no. a wolf. You know, I mean, that that, <laughs> thing, that thing could come after you. And it's just it's just getting your mind to understand that. Uh, relax, there, guy. Yeah. It's not it's not, nothing to deal with. And half the time, you know, he's frozen there because you shined him. When you shine an animal, they're gonna at night. They're it's gonna like a panic. Yeah. They, freeze, they right. just freeze until they figure out what it is. Um, and you, when you go out there by yourself, you really got to have your thoughts, in a sense, not conjumbled. Because if you do, then that's when then that's when if something's been eaten at you, and you go out there, it's just going to eat at you even more. Because mm-hmm. you're in you're in nature, but then also your mind's going to be like, let's screw myself up today. I always <laughs> I always tell people, you know, they're like they're like because you know you've been around me enough, you know, you, yeah. you you see that I can I can get a you know a grade back, a fail on a test, and I'm just like, eh, yeah, 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 I, I don't freak out about it just because. My mindset's there, and people um, sometimes seem to lose that. For me, I always tell I always tell people, you know, our minds are our greatest weakness and our greatest ally, <laughs> because they can really screw you up. They can make a big deal out of nothing or no deal out of something. Yeah. And and really, what it comes down to is when you go out there. Um, I was out there one time. I was walking back. It's about right by where those power lines go through. You'll know where I talk about. Right where those, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big power lines go through. Yeah. Thunderstorms coming in. You know, I'm like, okay, so you know. I'm about three miles out from the, the truck, about half mile from the gravel road, you know, mm-hmm. to where I just get easy walk. And thunderstorms are rolling, you know, it's lightning. I'm like, okay, you know, I gotta gotta move it a little bit quicker. And I'm right at the base of one, and lightning strikes the top of it. Oh my god! And I lost. I mean, I was, I was, I'm, I'm calm, but I was a wreck. I'm the only one there. It's done. And also, that usual half mile traverse, you know, it's super mm-hmm. street, super super steep creeks if, mm-hmm. if you know and ravines you know where you got to take your time you roll an ankle and if right. you roll an ankle out there then the guard's gonna have to come and get you mm-hmm. they've done that to me it's not fun trust me <laughs> but anyways i'm sitting here like i'm I, in my mind i'm like screw this and then i was like bucket. i was i was at the truck in probably 21 minutes it's a three mile it's three miles and i have i have a 40 pound pack on oh my god you know i i just i did a 5k in 21 minutes with 60 pounds on through ravines i'm like and then, and then and then that for the next week anytime a storm came in be like, yeah. I'd, I'd be freaking out. And I got I got caught in a tornado one time out there. Oh my lord! All of a sudden, I, I set up the stand, you know, and I got a climber. So mm-hmm. what you do is, is 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 a bottom and a top part, and you got to climb up. You know, you bring the top uh, up, bring the bottom yeah. up, bring the top. You know, it's kind of like the uh, lumberjack. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I bring it all the way up. You know, I get everything all set up. You know, and I screw in my umbrella. I knew rain was coming. You know, but sometimes you don't get good service there naturally. So I'm like, I, I looked at, I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, there's a little bit of storm, but if I set my umbrella, I should be fine. So I set it up. And this just goes back to the mental. You gotta, you gotta be in control if you're gonna hunt like where I hunt. Um, I'm eventually gonna go out west. I'm eventually gonna go hunt Montana. You know, Ooh. I want to hunt Alaska caribou. I want to do all that That'd stuff. Be sick. Um, but 
it starts here because that's about the closest you can get to mountainous. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some there's some ravines in there that it's it's it, it's yeah. by no means a mountain, but it's the closest you can get other than going way south in mm-hmm. Illinois yeah, yeah. to a mountainous terrain. So you know, I set up my whole set. You know, I get everything all set up. I'm like this is good, good spot. You know, set up my umbrella. So I sit down, got everything all set up. You know, text my old man. You know, I'm 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 in my stand. Um, he wasn't there with me, but you know, he likes to know when I go out. You know, I text him, kind of keep up with him. I have Verizon, so I have kind of decent data, but of mm. course that spot, I had, yeah, I, had three, I had 3G, so I just, I sent him a text message, you know, and all of a sudden the winds pick up, I'm like, okay, and so then I, I stand up, kind of get way under the umbrella so I don't get wet, and all of a sudden a wind gust comes through, takes my umbrella and throws it on the ground, and then I, I took that as, okay, God, I'm leaving, I'm not supposed to be here, and about 10 seconds later, monsoons, whoa, this came, I was like, I'm like, okay, I am, and I climbed down, like, you know, going back. I got to go backwards now down the stand. You know, I got to do the whole thing backwards. And I can't just jump out of my stand. And it's downpouring on you? <laughs> and down, and, I mean, light, and it, it, it's scary. And I'm like, you know, trees are blowing. I'm like, and I have never gone down faster. And I just grabbed all of my stuff in my hand and just ran to the truck. Just like, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking like I'm carrying like 14 pillows. I'm like dragging <laughs> ropes and stuff, you know. And I get to the truck, you know, and they came and they're like, yeah, there's tornadoes everywhere, you know. And they're like, here's your ID. I'm like, thank you. Throw it all in the truck. Drive home and I'm like, okay, that was another close call. That was that was fantastic, you know. And and man, and it's just it's just exciting. I mean, it's it's never a dull moment in mm-hmm. my life, but especially how I choose to live it. You know, I choose to go out there. I choose to, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't choose it any other way. You know, people always all the time um, they say, well, would you change anything? Would you want money when you were younger? No, because if I did, I wouldn't be who I am. Because the biggest thing is, is yeah, okay. I couldn't get track spikes, but in the broader picture, did it really matter that I couldn't have those? No. No. I mean, I was good. I was, and then I got track spikes, I came even better, but it, it doesn't matter in middle school. No. Right. You know, in high school it matters, you know, and then I ran high school, I had a couple offers to run um, in college, but I didn't take them because I didn't want to, because they didn't they didn't offer the major I wanted, and they didn't want, there wasn't really the path that I wanted. Um, and it really comes down to it is, you know, people all the time, they go back and say, oh, I wish this would happen, I wish that would happen. It's like, why do you wish that stuff? You're going to be a whole different person. Mm-hmm. You know, if you didn't yeah. fail that class, if you didn't have those issues in school, if you didn't have this family issue, that family issue, yeah, you're going to be a whole different person. It gives you appreciation. I mean, yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, I mean, for me, it's like it's like it's like I'm the kind of guy that um, I drive down the road. I have changed 15 flat tires. One of mine. <laughs> All the 14 others, other people's. Because I've been in that scenario where I couldn't get it working, you know, I'm very mechanical because, you know, I work on all the tr- on our own vehicles, you know, our, our truck that we have, because I'm a country guy, I'm very mechanical, so I can, I know I can help, but also I just figure, you know, if I help them, first of all, it's just, I, I'm a person that believes that you should help people, um, hardcore Republican, but I still like helping people, which is kind of ironic sometimes people think, <laughs> but the bigger thing is, is, is if I change tires with them, then I won't get a flat, and since I've been doing that, I haven't been getting flats. I, you know, I mean, and and the and because the thing about it is, is, is a lot of these people that I stopped for, you know, I, I kind of judge the situation. You know, there's three guys there on a highway. I'm not going to stop, you know, because they if they already got the tire off, you know, they're they're fine. But if you know, I had a lady on on eighty tires flat, no idea what she was doing, right. and her and her license plate says Iowa. I'm like, what you yeah. do? Kind of call her family from Iowa? It's three hundred miles. Yeah. From? yeah. I, st- I stop, you need help. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay, change the tire. And because of that, I haven't had a flat tire yet, you know, since since I've been doing that. So it just really comes down to is it's... Pay it forward. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and what I always say is 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 your past experiences and your past hardship, it, it, it's your training ground. 
Mm-hmm. It's really it's really where you where you it trains you for when you move further into right. life. You know, you know, there's so many people out there that don't know what they're doing. There's so many people out Everybody. there. Everybody, they're <laughs> all faking it. I mean, I mean, little. I mean, I mean, kids our age, those are the ones that are faking it. To be honest with you, they don't know what they're doing. The majority of them have no idea what they're doing. They just they just they're just doing what what society says they should do. And they In think the form of school, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, for me, it's like when I when I came up, you know, and, and I realized, you know, I could have gone, I could have done um, what a lot of people in our degree does, you know, go get, get your, a good job, get your degree, go get a job in the city. I hate the city. I never wanted a normal life. I want, I, I want to make my own hours and I want to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And that is living in a city, working for my father and, and a business that we've um, created. Um, he started it, and then I joined in on the on the IT side. So now we can really get um, we've really been able to uh, progress and just do what I want to do. I don't if I don't feel like working. You can make on your a, own hours. If I don't feel like working on a Monday, I don't work. You know, if if I if I feel you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a Monday. I work on a I work extra over the week, or I'll work the week before. Or I'll work on a weekend. I'll just do the job, and then I don't have to go through the corporate what I call corporate bullshit of Absolutely. of yeah. wanting a day off. And really what it comes down to it is, is is people don't really understand. It's like, well, so you like that? I go, yeah. I go, I mean, what, I, I teach CCL courses on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I make $1,000 of cash. I like doing it. I like, I love shooting. I love teaching people how to shoot. So why not do it? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, 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 not, it's not a matter of I feel like I need to. It's just I like the outdoor theme lifestyle. You right, know, I go right. out there. Marseille is a great area. Right. Love it. Mm-hmm. Great training area for cycling, for running, Star Rocks there, run at Star Rock every weekend. And that's just what I do. You right. know, and, and, and people I have people on, on on Instagram, even some close family members that said, You're not doing how you should. I don't care. <laughs> you know you know you know what you know what my favorite saying is? You're mistaking me for someone who gives a shit. Cause you and you know you Oh, you I know, know that one real well. <laughs> I don't care. I just don't care what you think. If if I know what I'm doing is right in my opinion, and you know, it, it matters in a sense what my family members think as well, but not all of them. You right. know, I, if you're gonna be a narcissist to me and just be negative, I hate negativity. Yeah. Well, just, you're selling yourself short, is what it winds up being. Like, oh yeah. I, I, to me, like I think a lot of people see like they self limit themselves in the sense of they 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 don't have a reference of being able to like I'm a person that could do X, like whatever X winds up being. And then, you know, because, like, we were talking about this before since you spent the whole day together so far, and, and what I was saying is a lot of people see whatever their idealized life is as someone who's successful already, so they see that person. But they don't see, like, they don't have any frame of reference of who that person was to get to that point. There's no yeah. path or process of visibility to, to why that, you know, why they've become successful, right? Yeah. And, and so that... To everybody, just means it's it's just a big question mark. It's just oh, they're successful, so I'm not ever going to be like them, so I can't even try. Yeah, people people usually don't see this. Like if there's ten steps to get somewhere, <laughs> they see step number ten. Yeah, and then nine, nine, one, nine or ten if they're lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ten for sure. Yeah, yeah. like oh, I'm successful. But oh, going going on your point is biggest thing is is people too much are perfectionists. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm a huge perfectionist, but what do I do? I chase perfectionism. The key word there is chase. Not perfectionism. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be perfect. You know what I want is never going to be perfect, but I chase it. Mm-hmm. And if if I get in the sense of oh it's not perfect, I can't release it. You know, for example, a podcast. Right. For example, mm-hmm. a program feature. It's like no, release it and fix it later. Please you know, try. You know, I mean, <laughs> what are you go, what are you going to do? Let's 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 say you've edited let's say you've edited a podcast for a hundred hours. That's ridiculous. But let's say yeah, you, it is ridiculous. Let's, let's, let's say you have, and you go, I'm never going to be able to get it better. 
release the damn thing. What are you gonna? You're not gonna get any better. So if 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 it's if it's if it's what you want it to be, right. but not perfect, release it. Chase perfection. Don't be a perfectionist because if you want, if so, for example, you know somebody wants to be a gym perfectionist. You know, mm. perfect in the gym. You're never gonna get in the gym because you're not gonna start out being a perfectionist. Yeah. Because you're not gonna know what you're doing. Your form's gonna be crappy. You're gonna be lifting <laughs> five pounds. Yeah. You know, it's it, it, it's kind of like with me. You know, I started out in the gym in January. Um, I oh, came. Yeah, you're training. You're changing your training profile. I came. I came. I came from endurance. You know, I was looking for something. My buddy. Uh, my buddy's a baseball player. Um, pretty decent. Um, going to play AAA in California. It looks like in, in the fall uh, or, in, or in the or in the uh, in the winter after January. Um, so, you know, he's like, he's like hey, uh, you know, I, I, I live for baseball. You want to join me? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I started it. I started getting involved with it. And, man, uh, my form, <laughs> when I first started, I just, I got to remember when, I, when I'm in the gym and somebody's doing that crappy form, I got to remember not to laugh at them. I need, I, need, <laughs> I need to remember. I need to go, I need to, I need to go check, hey, hey, check bud. Check your ego at the hey, door. Yeah, hey, bud. <laughs> your form, not the best. This, you, know, you, do, you keep doing it this way, you're going to hurt yourself. Right. I got to remember that. And I do. You know, I try my best. You know, sometimes like some, like there was there was the other day that this guy was doing um, bicep curls in the squat rack. There's two squat <laughs> racks at my YMCA, <laughs> and I want to do hang cleans. And All I'm right. sitting there like, why are you doing it there? You can yeah. do it on the bench. There's yeah. four benches. You know, I'm sitting there and, and he's got too much weight on. He's got the bumper plates on, and I'm just like, I, I you know, it took me a minute. I was, yeah, bumper plates on doing curls. Yeah. It's, I would have said something. Yeah, <laughs> wait, wait, I did. I did. I did. It, it, it gets worse. It gets worse. Oh, and wow. then he, and then he, and then he's, and then he goes. And then I, I say, I explain to him, you know, what those are for. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I explain to him, I, I go, if you want to shift over to a bench, it's a little bit more controlled. You know, it's a little better than that. That's what we do. So then we don't, you know, use it the two squat racks. Yeah. You know, and uh, he's like, oh, thanks, man. And then right when I, and then he makes a shift over there, and then he's using bumper plates to bench. Oh my god. And I'm, and I, and and then, and then all of a sudden, I'm watching him try to get his bumper plate. I'm like, bud. These are the different bars. You can't yeah. put the bumper plates on. You get them stuck like that one. There was one that had 245 stuck on it. Jeez. Every time I go in there, I got to take the weights. And I learned instead of being, you know, Mr. Cocky, you know, I mean, I wear yeah. a plate carrier, you know, I'm, I'm pretty in shape, you know, and I, I get some looks from people when I'm working out, like, oh, stay away from this guy. That guy's crazy in the gym. <laughs> but I got to, rem- I got to constantly remind myself, help him out. Mm. Don't just laugh at him or post on Snapchat. He's using my squat rack for bicep yeah. curls you know <laughs> so what I do after I got over my ego took me you know took me you know 10 seconds once I ego checked myself I'm like I gotta help this guy out he's mm-hmm. doing too much weight wrong spot I'll help you yeah. and that's that's the biggest thing to realize is is when you make that transition is um, everybody starts somewhere yes. nobody's mm-hmm. perfect and if you try to go in there and go I'll be Mr. Perfectionist on the gym form you know and and everything you'll never start that's the biggest thing yeah. if, if you, well, you're if, paralyzed by perfectionism yeah. yeah I mean you'll never start so I mean if you if you go in, if you go in there with the mindset of I'm going to chase perfection that's what it really comes down to mm-hmm. you you need to chase it you're not just naturally going to show up start benching start curling and go I'm perfect right, right. if if you were you you would be already have done it and you would already been in the chasing perfectionism category because no one goes in there with perfect form right nobody does I, the way I look at perfection is I don't think it exists. You know what I mean? When people are always well, like, no, oh, it's like a, oh, it's a fictitious thing. Cause yeah, it's, 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 it's like the tooth fairy. Yeah, like if you it's really, a philosophy basically. Yeah, <laughs> if you really care about something, you'll never be perfect at it. You okay, know what I mean? because you always want to get better. And like, absolutely, I don't know where when you started running, you said you do a four minute mile. I, Bet at some point it wasn't. It wasn't. You didn't just start running like damn four oh. minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> when I first started, literally when I middle school. I would be get beat by girls, and then all of a sudden, high school. I just came in my own. I was, and then I could, you know, four thirty mile, no problem. And I would just, and I wouldn't have a problem doing it. But that was because I chased perfectionism. Mm-hmm. I chased that good time. I didn't just say, 
oh, I ran a seven minute mile. I'm never going to get any better. I'm never even going to start. Right. Yeah. If, if everybody would just get rid of that, that I don't want to embarrass myself. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, show my family members, you know, do something my family members may, or friends may laugh at me for. Right. It doesn't matter because if, I mean, literally, if you take the philosophy, if, you know, if people listen to the podcast go, you know what? I kind of like, I kind of like why it's philosophy, you know? It doesn't matter what other people think. You know, you're right. mistaken if someone gives a shit. If you take that philosophy, your life is so easy. Because yeah. nothing else matters. You, you have these set of people that matters what their opinion thinks. The rest of it yeah. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And, if you, and, if, and if more people would take that philosophy and just kind of, and, and the bigger philosophy of chasing perfection, not being perfect, you get a lot more stuff done. Because how many times you don't start because you go, you're, you're, uh, if I post you're on Facebook. You're afraid of not being mm-hmm. perfect. If I post on Facebook, they're going to make fun of me. I get people all the time that make fun of me. I post stuff like, why are you posting stuff like this? I go, because I wanted to. I don't know. I mean, I get, I'm not, and when, and the biggest thing you realize is, and this is the issue with social media is, you can get into this realm of posting because you want to feel important. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with showing your gains. Nothing wrong with showing your advancements. You know, you, for example, you buy a bow, you start shooting, you get right, better. Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with showing that. But behind all of it, it needs to be for you. Right. It can't just be for likes on it Facebook. It has to be your journey. Attention, mm-hmm. attention on Facebook. What I post on Instagram and Facebook, I post a lot of pictures of me in the gym. Post a lot of pictures of progress. A lot of pictures of me shooting well. You know, a lot of pictures of me, mm-hmm. of me, um, the deer I shoot. I don't do it for likes. I don't do it for attention. I do it because the people who follow me want to know what I'm doing. You know, that I don't, it's not just an egotistical that, oh, I got 26 likes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this is great. I don't really care. I mean, if I get two likes... And I like the picture better than, you know, mm. when I got 29 likes on. I like the two-like picture better. Right. It, I mean, it, I mean, it's it's just a show, and, and it's it's a way that people can keep up because, you know, I started this fitness, um, switched to a more um, bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. Um, not so. I don't classify as bodybuilding, no, but it's, I, it's more um, usable muscle. You know, because functional training. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because because I, what I want is when I go into the hunting woods and I'm dragging my 60 pound pack around, and I shoot a deer. I want no help to drag it out. I just want to drag the thing out. I want. I want the exterior um, influences on me to not affect me. Right. Tired, cold, you know, hard bow to pull back. Yeah, I don't want that stuff to affect me. So I focus on that, you know. And I, but don't get me wrong, I want to look good with my shirt off. Everyone does. I, you know, <laughs> I, I water ski. I go on the Illinois River, and I like to look good. That's one reason why I do it, you know, because mm-hmm. I like it. But I also, it's two sided. It's I want usable, but I also like to look good, for more than one reason. Because I feel like. Um, I also eat healthy too, so I switched to that. I feel like when I do it, um, I really like it. It's like working out in general. Well, I get back to tri- triathlons, I was very good. Um, I would be on top of my age group all the time. Would I? Will I eventually get back? Probably, but I don't really know. You know, and I mean, I still love riding. I love I love riding my my bike. You know, it's 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 fantastic to ride. This it's sweet, but it's just different points that take me to different areas in my life. You know, and and really what it comes down to it is is people all the time are like, well, why'd you post? Why do you post about this? Why do you? And so it's like, I like to, you know, I, I like to be active on social media because nowadays, you know, uh, biggest thing to realize is supplements and eating healthy is not cheap. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just not. You can do it, you can do it, you know, not go crazy and just, you know, cut out the, the garbage in a sense and you can do all right. You know, it won't be super expensive. Mm-hmm. But it's depending on what you want, you know. If, yeah. if if you want, if if you want, I never want to look like the bodybuilders that go in the show. I'm not looking for that. Mm. I want it to be functional. I want it. To, you can tell that I work out. You can, you know, I have abs. You know, they're not they're not chiseled. <laughs> Do I need them to be chiseled? 
to tell you the truth, when I get into the hunting woods, if I don't have a little bit of fat on me, I'm going to freeze my ass out. <laughs> so I don't want them completely chiseled. Right. I want them to show in the summertime, and then I'll naturally go into where I work out less, more in terms of hunting, which is still technically a workout. And, and then more archery stuff. More, more archery stuff, yeah. more, you know, more, more packing kind of, kind of workouts, mm-hmm. and then naturally I'll gain a little bit more body fat back. I'm okay with that. It's just whatever you want in the gym. That's the biggest thing. If 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 one person takes away, if if anybody takes anything away from it, it's just what do you want? Yeah. You know what do you want in the gym? You know you don't got to be crazy like me. You know I'm an idiot. Right. <laughs> I mean the stuff that I do. It, not that's so much, an important caveat too. To not say. so much in the gym, but the run stuff. Yeah. Let, let me let me throw on my 20 pound plate carrier. Sometimes 25 with water, and let me go run and start rock till I can't run anymore. Right. It's a great idea. No, it's a terrible idea. You know, I'm, I'm, most people are gonna hurt themselves by I'm, the time they're oh done yeah, with that. I'm, or before I'm, they're even done with that. I'm dying. I look like trash. People look at me like, now that guy is an idiot because <laughs> I am. But I like to do it. You know, and and it it just it just steps up where you're going with it. You know what I mean? It really really helps you understand. Well, you know, today sucked. You know, whether it was work. You know, whether you got a bad text from somebody, but you can find that release. You know, and mm-hmm. and. Biggest thing is about it is in life is find that healthy release, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not drugs, you know. Don't do cocaine because <laughs> your grandma died. You know, right. it, it's just understanding that that you can do it. You can find something healthy you like, you know. And, and it doesn't have to be crazy expensive. Running Star Rock is basically free. Right. Shooting a bow is basically free. I already have it. I had to spend it eventually, but you can get a nice you can get a nice cheap bow, you know. And by cheap I mean you know I'm not saying they're cheap, but by cheap I mean you know. Not fifteen hundred dollars. You spend three hundred dollars on it. You get your setup and you go shoot. Mm-hmm. Right. I think people get kind of confused with that because just the way that working out is marketed toward people is they they make it so, sound like you need to go to the gym. You know, that's four walls. You know, some place that has all the equipment and you know people kind of get this misconception of like they need to go somewhere that is designated as as a workout as a gym and, right as a gym with three you know the three letter word or whatever yeah the three letter word mm. gyi yeah the, gym. <laughs> and, and I, I think the more you realize that hey you can just go out in your backyard and you know run down the street or something or you know grab a heavy you know like i told I, you saw my sandbag in my car oh, and like, stuff like that where you can just make up your workout oh and it's 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 great in terms of you know and the nice part about it is is we can't all get to the gym you know where I live it's the YMCA and they're open from 5 to 8 or 5 to 9 most days wow. so mm-hmm. and That's half limited. the time and you know for me you know the nice part is about living up here that it was one advantage you can go there at any time yeah, you know, most 24/7. gyms are open 24-7 but mm-hmm. for me that's not the case so what do I do you know I can't make it in the gym one time me and my buddy that my Col- my, uh, my buddy Colton um, that I work out with my workout partner you know it's like he's like we were picking corn ironically <laughs> couldn't get you know so it's 9 o'clock we're like I know what we'll do we heat our house with wood. We have one of those really fancy boiler systems. It's like a thirty thousand dollar, you know, and it's forced air, but we heat it with wood outside the boiler. Mm-hmm. And we we cut we cut wood. And I'm like, I got it. Put the plate carriers on, hundred jump ropes, and then carry pick a log and carry the log down to the end of the street to live on a dead end street. There you go. Go down, come back. You know, and it's like, oh, it's a great idea. It was a great idea at the time. <laughs> do do about eleven reps. I think we got to eleven reps. <laughs> And I'm just like, I, I can't do it anymore. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just laying on the ground, and it's probably one of the hardest workouts I've done. I'm just laying on the ground like, please, car hit me. Please, car hit me. I mean, I was a mess, but it's, right. I needed a jump rope, a street, and a log. Uh, you, 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 people make it way too, oh, I can't get in the gym. Go find something else to do. Yeah. Go run hills. Go, just go on a walk in nature. Oh, you, you know? <laughs> oh, are you, are you kidding me? I mean, it, the walking is just... It's it's crazy. It's what, free for it's, one thing. It's free. It's healthy. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Right. You know, and it's just like people all the time. They're like, "Well, I can't get into a gym." And de-. well, I'm like, "I can hand you ten thousand different workouts you can do that don't require a gym. You can do them in your house, outside mm-hmm. your house. What do you feel like doing? 
Right. But then they go, well, you and know And you need to be about a space that's smaller than a cell from in a prison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, literally, I mean, you can do it in your room. Like, you know, like I, you know, push-ups to your throw-up. Great. You know, when I go to a hotel sometimes, because I travel a lot for work and I'm up in Michigan a lot, a lot of hotels have decent gyms, but a lot of them don't. Some of them don't even have any gyms. So what do I do? Burpees till I throw up or push-ups till I throw up. You know, I get, you know, three, four hundred push-ups in and I'm just like, yeah, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. And that... It's a workout, you know, and people people lose that that sense of well, I got to go to a gym for it to be a workout. Right. right, you could literally you could you could like me and Colton classify picking corn as a workout because we're going through the field, we're we're walking about five miles, carrying mm-hmm. corn, dumping it. It's a workout. Absolutely, it's, 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 it's cardio. It's right. just about just about being active, and people way people way too much lose it, and um, and the biggest thing is is understanding when you start working out is that's the one we got to be careful not to burn out on. Because if you go, if you, you know, if, if, if you guys see one of my posts and go, yeah, I'm going to do that. Like that hell set that I sent you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, I, if I would put that online, if somebody tried that, they'd die. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't try that the first day. I started out just with jump ropes and just with push-ups. And I do, you know, I jump rope 100 jumps, five push-ups with plate carry on. And then I do that as many times. I do it five times. So now what I do is I do is now what my hell set is, is it's 100 jump ropes. It's 10 push-ups. And it's. 10 cleans, you know, hang cleans, not crazy cleans, you know, hang cleans. Yeah. At, um, with 25s on each side. So you're not trying to kill yourself. Not trying to kill yourself, but I'll do it 18, 20 times. Right. Easy. And if, and anybody says they can do it, they, they've never done it before. That's a very hard workout. It's, <laughs> you're, you're dead. I mean, I mean, you're dead, but that's the biggest thing is it's, it's like you got just, even if starting in the gym just goes just, you know, or the fitness lifestyle, like you said, walk 20 minutes a day. Well, mm-hmm. 10 minutes a day. Five minutes a day. Five minutes. <laughs> just start somewhere, yeah. you know? And, and that's the biggest thing to understand is it's just, if you start easy, then you won't burn out or hurt yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, I see way too many people that first week they are in the gung-ho, pain. right? Gung-ho. <laughs> and then they never show up where they get you an injury or, you know. Yeah. You have background in this. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because I'm, I'm a gym rat. You know, I used to be more into it than I was. I've been going through a lot of injuries the past four months. Like, I uh, messed my knees up playing basketball. Mm-hmm. So mad at that. There I was go. so pissed at myself. Because <laughs> I was used to just sports. lifting and squatting and stuff. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, I'm not the, I'm not good with cardio. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, I need a way. find some kind of cardio. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, I need a way around it. So we were like, let's just play basketball. So <laughs> it's fun. played for three hours. <laughs> I hadn't played basketball for like three years. Oh, are you kidding me? I'd never yeah. do that in my life. So after my knees were like, I was like, oh my God. So my knees fucked, fucked. So it just started good now. Started working out again. Squatting the other day, lightweight, like 185, super light. Just going for reps. And I just go down one time. My back goes, I'm like, oh, nope, that's not going to work. So now my back's <laughs> killing me. So going through injuries, but, um. I guess to the point is I'm a gym rat, so I believe in the, I guess I'd say the convenience of it. You well, know what I mean? So if I, you have it, it's super convenient. I, I do think that it's helpful as a mindset because some people need, the, like, to, they feed off of, like, the the community aspect of, like, this is a place that mm. you go and you, it, like, flips that mental switch on for some yeah. people where they, they they know this is the place that they're, you know, it's go time, baby, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they can flip that switch. But some people don't need that. I'm just saying. No, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people don't, and... I 
am not opposed to those workouts where it's like get outside and do that right. other stuff. I would much rather do that than just like, hey, let's go for a three mile run. I <laughs> I get bored. You know what I mean? I'm just like in my head, I'm like, fuck, I'm bored, and then I'm like, fuck, I'm tired too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is, this is yeah. double. This is bad, bad, yeah. bad. But if I'm having fun, I won't realize I'm tired. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like basketball. I, yeah, basketball. I can like, play like three all day. Football. Basketball. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that. But yeah, no, 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 don't do that. Don't. <laughs> That's do why that. my IT band is sore still. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it really, it, it really comes down to it as um, just a matter of. And funny part is, is my sister, she was is a gym rat. She's a bodybuilder, and mm-hmm. she went to University of Jamestown. So she's she was oh, all sure. in the building lifestyle, bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. I thought she was an idiot in high school, mm-hmm. to be honest. But then all of a sudden, I get into it, and then she comes home, and she just berates me with my with my nutrition. She goes, how's your nutrition? I go, good. And then she goes, well, what do you do? What do you eat? I'm like, well, let's just not talk about that. And she goes, she goes, well, walk me through one of your days. I'm like, okay. You know, and the first item I tell her, she's just shaking her head and looking at me like I'm an idiot. You know, and, it's just, and it, I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, that's, and she goes, well, you need to do, you need to do this. This will be better for you. I'm like, okay, you know, because she knows what she's talking about. Right. But, but then every time I, t- every time we talk about this, she goes, remember when you thought I was an idiot in high school for bodybuilding? And now you're doing it. I'm like, Thanks, Maddie. Just keep sticking, keep sticking that fork in there. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Digging around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get that wound really open now. You know, and and really what comes out of it is 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 if I could be in the gym every time I work out, I would prefer that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than my cardio, because I like to run a Star Rockets on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that would but, be dope. Yes, dude, I would love yes. if I lived well, that close to Star Rock. I'm, t- I'm telling you. Well, when you come down, we got yeah. we got to get a Star Rock run. You're more yeah. than welcome to join yeah, us. Yeah. Next and time I'm going down by him, we're going to shoot by his house, our tree. Oh, stuff for like sure. That. Yeah, we'll probably we'll shoot some pistol. To be honest, too, depending on the year. Hey, um, I'll try. <laughs> but um, biggest thing to realize is it is. Um, it's just you know you do what you can. You know mm-hmm. people are like like I don't want to run with you. I'm like yeah. no, it's not running with me. It's running. It's working out. Together. Where I am at, yes. because you know I'm I'm not gonna damper down my workout because you joined me. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to because I need to get to where I need to get out of it, and that re- that requires that you go at your own pace. If mm-hmm. you try to if you try to keep up with me, you're gonna hurt yourself, you're gonna, you're gonna hurt yourself or yeah. die. No. and that, that's really what comes down to it. So pick your pace, and and the, and the big thing about it is is workout buddy. That's one that I get. You know, you, people always preach. You know, you got to find a workout buddy that's mm-hmm. close to you. Yes, but if if there is nobody else available and the guy is guy or girl um, is a lot stronger than you just get in there and work out with them if, if they're okay with working Someone's out with you and, and constantly mm-hmm. switching weights it's fine you know mm-hmm. like, I, like like we worked out today you know I, yeah. bench, I bench more I have no problem constantly switching I weights don't care. Mm-hmm. I like I like gym partners right because then that means that I can go harder because then when I you know when I try to you know put up 320 on bench mm-hmm. and, then I, and, then and then I'm like this <laughs> I can do that I'm not gonna do it by myself yeah. because then I'll be like this right. I gotta get one side of the weights off and then I get the other side of the weights off okay <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I'm always like, I don't like working. I usually don't like working out with other people. I'm usually like, got my headphones on, music. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I like. There's sometimes if I'm super in the zone and say I'm going for like a rep test day where I'm like hitting the heaviest weight as much as I can do, especially if I'm squatting or deadlifting. Like, do not talk to me. Like, I'll see someone I know and just be like. <laughs> you know, I mean? like not not now. I'm fucking focused. You know what I mean? You're like in the yeah. zone. <laughs> I'm just like, like, hey, what's up, dude? How you doing? I'm like, can't hear you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so, like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I just get when I get focused like that, I kind of have to. And that's just, totally fair. I gotta do. I it, agree, hundred percent. Um, but funny, yesterday I'm hitting bench and I don't usually do barbell incline, and I'm going for reps. And I'm just going and going. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm stuck. <laughs> and then Alex was like on her phone. My girlfriend Alex, she's on her phone standing over there. I'm like, help, 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 help. help. And she's like, oh shit. And I'm like, yeah. Pick it up. <laughs> I can't hold it much longer. <laughs> like it, was, it was fucked up. But so times like that when I might die, yeah, I would like to have someone there with me. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's it, it was it's it's really funny because for me, um, I didn't really lift much, and I started in January, and 
my max bench bench is kind of a good in, uh, good indication of where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of overall, muscular mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good it's a good way to indicate where you're at. You know, on bench, I my max was like 180, and it was shaky and ugly. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not good form at all. You know, I was like, you know, and. You know, we go through it, you know, we start doing it, you know, I get the form again from um, high school, and then all of a sudden, we go a month later, and now I'm at 315. That's just from working out and the proper nutrition. Mm-hmm, and right. the big thing is form. I mean, if you, oh, like, I, like I was explaining, <laughs> I mean, like I was explaining, if you dig your heels in, you're going to have 10% more strength. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, it comes from the ground. It's up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's about the it's about the form. I mean, that's yeah. a huge form. I mean, it's all, obviously you know good mm-hmm. strength, but it's a huge form. You know, and people people they ask me they go, "How'd you do that?" I go, "Just comes down to a good diet, mm-hmm. working out the right way, and then good form." I mean, anybody can do it. You know, I mean, it's it's not something that's crazy, mm-hmm. but it's like people all the time they they look at you know they they, they say, "Well, you know, the arched back is bad." It's like it's really not. Too much of an arched back is bad. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but. You know, if you arch your back, you're going to get more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you are. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying be a bridge. You know, <laughs> but, you know some just a little some bit. Some people would take it to the extreme. There, oh yeah, <laughs> and there's some techniques, and um, being a trainer, I saw this a lot. But it's like you really arch your back, and I'm like, I didn't look into it enough. But I'm looking, I'm like, that just doesn't look right. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Something's wrong yeah, here. But like yeah. when I, the way I do it is I lay down. Roll my shoulders yeah, back absolutely. and just tighten there, but it, my my back isn't coming off the bench. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or like just might have that very, natural, like that curve. Yeah, like ma- very slight. Curvature. So like you can, the rule of thumb is I say if you can slip your hand under and like you barely feel the back, like yeah. in the lower back, and that's good. But like some people are like, they're like crazy. their traps are on the bench. They're like you know the trap, mean? and they're, they're like having an exorcism on the bench. They're <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, every time I look, I'm like, I'm like I'm don't, just, don't get hurt. Don't I'm like, hurt. I'm like, yeah. And, and then, and then, and the biggest thing is too is, is, um, and it's happened to me. You know, I start working out. You know, um, in terms of lifting, and the bigger issue that I have is, is our ego sometimes gets in the way. You know, I'd be Absolutely. doing bad form or something. Mm-hmm. There's, there's this one guy at, that works out at the YMCA that every time he comes in, I can't even be in the same room as when he squats because he squats way too much weight. He goes so far negative, mm-hmm. and ten, probably every two times. He loses it, launches forward, and Are I watch his knees me? just buckle. Oh, and I'm just oh, like, and I've told him multiple times, I'm like, dude, you're gonna hurt yourself. Please don't do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just watch. I mean, he's so far negative, it's too much weight, and, and you know, and then also now he's like a crunched because the weight's on. And I'm just, I one time I had to go move the weight for him. It's like, dude, why do you keep doing this? And I don't want to see that because I don't want to see people get injured. He's gonna break his back legitimately. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm when he does the squats, I'm like, there goes his meniscus, his, uh, you know, his, every iscus there is in his knee, you know, and and that's and that's that's where sometimes that ego just kind of, you know, that ego yeah. gets in the way, you know, and I, and we we've, we've told him it before, you know, not in a mean way, just saying, hey, you're going too far, you got too much weight on, because we got to right. keep dragging it off of you. Yeah. Clearly, you're not doing, yeah, you know. Go all the way, mm. you know, ass to grass, but not ass to center of earth. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's just, it, it's just, it's just crazy to do it that way. Um, but the bigger thing is too is, um, is for me is it comes down to is um, nutrition. Right. So you know you can do you can kick ass in the gym, you can you know, do all that stuff, and if your nutrition plan isn't on, you're gonna get results, but you're not gonna get the results you want. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one for me is it comes down to is nice part about my sister is, you know, she's a personal trainer. She's done all that stuff. So she's every time she comes into town or I go up there, we critique my nutritional plan. Like I was saying, <laughs> she basically says you're an idiot and yells at me. <laughs> but what we've done is uh, because I'm a, I'm a more of endurance um, weightlifter, as I would say, um, in terms of uh, not so much more sets, but in terms of that, I run more. 
you know, like I run, I do cardio like three times a week. But by cardio, you know, I mean, I'll go on the treadmill and I'll crush a five mile run at 30 de- at 50 degree incline with a plate carrier on, you know, that kind of, so I'm crazy with that. So I, I do, I carb cycle. So on days that I do a lot of running, more carbs, obviously. Absolutely. On days I don't, then I drop the carbs down. So it allows me to get that um, whole idea of get that constant metabolism up, but without mm-hmm. the useless the useless carbs. And for me, is one of my biggest pet peeves is I go to a gas station like today. Oh my gosh! Go to a gas station. I walk in there, you know, and I want a sports drink. Mm-hmm. I walk in there, and they have no sports drinks that don't have all the carbs all and the, the sugars. Sugar. I just want one zero one, and they have none. Right. I go. Through, I'm, I'm like, well, I gotta go to water. Water's fine, but I just I wanted that sweetness. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm and I walk, and I'm just like sitting here, like I'm like, well, I guess I'll buy, buy protein. And a water, because the protein will be my sweetness, and it's just it's just a mindset of um, understanding what exactly you know it does, mm-hmm. and just understanding that I don't just want zero like a zero one um, yeah. because uh, you know I think I need it. It's I really don't like those carbs. Right. I don't I don't like the carbs, and I especially don't like the sugars because those are useless. You just don't mm-hmm. need them as much as we have them. Like the, the availability of them in the diet, right. just don't sugars need especially. Yeah. Sugars are. Cr- I mean, mm-hmm. even even carbs, but I mean, sugars, you can get 100 grams of sugar in a day easy. I know. It's like, what is your body going to do with 100 grams of sugar? I wouldn't know what to do. If I had 100 grams of sugar, on, I wouldn't even know what to cook it in. <laughs> what do I do with this? Is it garbage? Yeah, Make it's, a cake. And, yeah, and I mean. <laughs> or frosting. And I mean, and I mean it's, it's funny how, you know, you, you, all these um, nuances and all these ideas of how it actually is, is completely wrong. People are like, you can't eat past mm-hmm. this, you can't, fat's bad, you know, it's really not. Mm-hmm. Carbs are what's bad. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if, if you anything too much is bad. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, if if, if you're going to get carbs, that body's your body is just basically going to store them for later. Yeah. And if yeah. you're not burning them off, they're going to stay there. And the biggest thing that biggest thing that has allowed me to um, get really get that working out well is um, getting that metabolism up and keeping it up. And people are like, well, how do you keep your metabolism up? It's like, well, through the day is not a problem because you know I constantly eat stuff like that. But the bigger problem is when I'm sleeping. How do I keep that up? And they're like, well, how do you do it? I'm like, well, I got it to where my body is burning. When I'm sleeping, it's burning body fat. You know, it's, and then they go, well, how do you do that? It's very simple. It's right before I go to bed, I make a protein shake with casing protein. Chocolate milk, because I like chocolate milk. And also it's got more casing in it. And that'll, that'll, that'll keep my metabolism up for six, six and a half, seven hours sometimes, right. you know? And people are like, well, that's bad, right? It's not, because it's, it, what it's going to do is sleeping, you naturally burn calories. You're going to burn off all, almost all those calories from the protein shake, and then your body's going to look for more because it's still up. Mm-hmm. You know, and people, people don't really understand. It's like, I'm like, they're like, well, what do I do to get in shape? You know, and my sister, my sister says the same thing. Like, well, how do I get rid of, you know, my love handles? Or how do I, what is the best way to lose, lose weight? And like my sister says, and I agree, walk 30 minutes a day. Yeah. And then, and then if you, and then if, and then get that walking down and then get that metabolism up. And then use the casing because, and it's good. I mean, it's not bad protein. You know, it's, it tastes good. Mm-hmm. But it's get that if you get that casing up um, in your system, then it's slow digesting. That's the key part. A lot of people don't understand this fast versus slow digesting. Yeah, yeah. They get, yeah. That gets them all screwed up. But it's just, it's just turn your body into a fat burning machine, whether you're working out or not. Right. And then the biggest thing, biggest thing for people and 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 society in general is for us the problem with us is proportions. Absolutely. We hell yeah. Our proportions. <laughs> he, he's a human garbage disposal. I eat way too much. How many I'm calories? Of it. How many calories are you in? I'm like? pushing like 38. How much you work out? A lot. Well, uh, I've, I've stopped. I've stopped. Um, how much? How much you work out cardio wise? Oh, <laughs> not much. <laughs> See, my metabolism is here though. Yes. So I've never had to. 
And it so this last cycle I did before I hurt my knees, um, I was always like flirting with the one eighty to one eighty five. Yep. Flirting right there and I'm That's like, dude, I'm I just I need to get two hundred. I want I've been trying to gain weight since I started lifting. I was like, I just wanna get huge. Just so I could say I was huge. I don't wanna be that forever. I just wanna get huge, <laughs> get like, huge I was that yeah, and then get it out. But it was always so hard and I would eat so much, work out so much. Everything in my metabolism was just faster and I couldn't afford the the <laughs> amount of calories I needed to eat. To get to where I wanted to get, if that makes sense. Yep. Like at a certain point, I was like, I just can't eat that much. How am I gonna eat that the, much? Yeah. So finally, when I now making enough money to do that, I was like, okay, cool. Found a good program. Started doing that, and then I got to two fifteen. I was like, fuck yeah, that's dope. Hurt my knees, and, but I kept eating the same way. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh no, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're so gone. Yeah. So now I mean, Dabs, where are you? The top two are still there. They're peaking. They're fighting. That's, I love them. That's, <laughs> they're, they're, I love them. That's bulletproof armor. That's yeah, all it is. Yeah. So um, this next cycle I'm going on is more towards trying to cut it down, and I'm gonna start doing cardio. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I gotta <laughs> as you trail up, yeah. I wanna start doing cardio. Yeah. Wait, what's cardio? Oh, yeah. Wait, is this is cardio? You know what? Lifting faster. I walk. Yeah. I, I I walk to the gas station and I walk back. That's considered cardio. Well, oh. how far is the gas station? Uh, two hundred feet from my house. Well, then that's not cardio. <laughs> you know, they're like, I walk. Well, how far do you walk? Well, you know, I walk. I walk about half a mile. I'm like, that's not enough. I yeah. walk a lot at work. I hear that not, one a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I walk a lot of work. It's like if you ever track that, you're going to be probably under under five miles. And mm-hmm. you know, easy. You know, you're going to be yeah. under probably a mile. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and the biggest thing is is to understand is um, is there's a lot of supplements out there. There's a lot of stuff that people think that works. Yeah. But a lot of it doesn't. It's a lot marketing. of it is, it's fancy marketing. It's fancy it's fancy marketing, but if if you really want the results and you and you want, you know, a certain thing, they do work, but they got to correlate with the right amount of work in the gym slash out of the gym and nutrition nutrition yeah. that's the biggest they're thing they're just supplements yeah, oh, yeah. That's, they're people forget the word yeah. supplements yeah. they yeah. supplement yeah supplement. that's what I'll tell my clients I'm like we're not doing any supplements until I see like steady progress yeah. you know what I mean I'm like once we get everything the routine going then okay we can I mean protein was different I'd like we can add protein protein's early, that's protein yeah fine. proteins yes exactly. but like all that other stuff I'm like we're not even gonna I don't wanna see you on that until I see some sort of uh Routine yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, it, I mean, for me, protein is really, um, it's a great snack. You know, if I, you know, because I don't eat cookies. Yeah, and stuff we were like talking that. about mm-hmm. sna- snack foods at late a, at night. It's a yeah. I mean, it, literally, it's it's a great snack, and it really curves um, my sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. But it's also beneficial, and and a lot of times, and a lot of times, eating what I eat, I'm just not going to get the protein level that I should be. So right. I supplement it with a you know a protein shake, and you know it's not something stupid crazy, um, but. It's just something that, if done in the right way, it's what's going to really help you kind of go to the next level. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you can't just, it's like steroids. You can't just take steroids and then expect the results to show up. Yeah, so no, I'm you, gotta, you need to work out for the results to show up. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should take steroids. I'm just using that example. But mm-hmm. it's like protein. You take protein, you don't work out, you don't follow a plan, you might as well not even take the protein waste exactly. money. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean it, it, really, it really comes down to it is um, just understanding... Um, what you need to do, you know, and, and like yeah. you said, take it slow, figure it out. It needs to be slow. I like, mean, people that jump on like the keto bad wagon or like the new one is the you're, you're never gonna do the, that. The carnivore diet from the and start. stuff like that. You're never gonna do that. Yeah. It's just too much to to basically go from normal Western diet, you know, with all of the carbs, garbage, with all the garbage, <laughs> right? But then to say, hey, by the way, you know that diet that you're so used to for the last, you know, for twenty three years, <laughs> yeah, you know that diet <laughs> you've been before? used to. Almost ninety percent of what you're used to eating, Get you it. can't have it anymore. Yeah, and that's a really good like that spells disaster. That's a really good way to not follow through on your plan. Right. You'll, you'll do it for a week, but you'll get you know like you'll like, have be craving like, those foods, like yeah. cutting out those carbs and stuff. 
if you don't do it right, first of all, you're going to hurt your body. Mm-hmm. And second of all, you're going to be grumpy. I mean, no, you're going to be hungry grumpy. all the time. <laughs> no. I mean, people Keto flu is a very real no, thing. Your energy gets slow. Yeah. The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going it's, it's, to you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna do more harm than good. That's the biggest yeah. thing I understand about it. Um, but the biggest thing is it's like, it's like so, you know, proteins. You know, people ask, you know, well, what, what do you use? Um, for me, I mean, it, I mean, casing is a hot thing that I use. Um, but you know, I look for I look for the um, not the, not the most expensive stuff. I look mm-hmm. for stuff that have proven results. I don't I don't go out there buying the crazy ridiculous stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I look for stuff that's not like a Walmart brand, though. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, so yeah. for me, I mean, you gotta you gotta find you know what's backed, you know, and and what's I was tested. Yeah, and I and I just picked up a sponsorship too from uh, FNX Fitness. So if you want to use a coupon code. Uh, you get shameless discount. plug. Yep, shameless plug. That's how it works. <laughs> so if you go to fnxfit.com, that is fnxfit.com, and enter the coupon code MAC5, because my last name's Mac. So <laughs> Mac Mac 5, so it's M-A-C-H-5 with a capital M. Uh, that'll get you 15% off um, anything they have. Uh, I've tried some of their stuff. I really like their um, pre-workout. Um, it's the non-caffeinated, so... I want to go get a pump at you know nine o'clock at night. I'm not going to be up till three, even though a lot of times I am. But um, it's just it's just a different it's just another way to kind of look at more proteins. Um, you know, if if you're looking for you know some different stuff, different brands, different uh, flavors, it's just another another avenue you can do. Um, yep. And the biggest thing to realize about it too is um, it really it really allows you to kind of now there's so many proteins. It really just mm-hmm. allows you to do your research. That's really what comes down to with proteins. You know, yep. the stuff that I use, it works for me. It may not work for you. Mm-hmm. So do your research, try different stuff out, and really just kind of kind of understand the um, different aspect of it. Now, kind of shifting to the fitness lifestyle, but venison. So I shoot, obviously, deer with my bow. Um, in terms of meat you can eat for, in terms of being healthy, there's nothing better than venison. Is it, is it super lean? It's yes. like 98% it lean. I had, I've had a lot of venison burgers, but I don't know. Like, it's very dark. On it. red. It's <laughs> dark red, and there's like 98% of fat. They're ninety eight percent fat free, so it's like it's wow. like eating chicken, but it's and the protein content is it's higher than beef. Hmm. So yeah. I mean it's it's and and if you cook it right, and like I said, I didn't bring any with me. I'll have to bring some uh, steaks next time. Uh, next time I come up or next time you got, you come down, um, and you're you're welcome to come too. So I'm not. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll have to I'll have to bring some next time. But is if you cook it right, it's better than beef. I yeah. mean I mean my sister hates the gamey flavor. Gamey flavor is that weird flavor that comes from man from a deer. Mm-hmm. Isn't um, if you cook it right though that goes away. You cook it with Coca Cola. Oh really? If you if you boil it with Coca Cola, or you like, for example, the steak. So the back strap. So on the deer, right by where its spine is, right on the top of its back there, that's where the back straps are. That's where the filet mignon steaks come from for venison. You cut those out, and then you put them in a Tupperware container with a thing of Coke overnight. The Coke eats the Coke enzymes eat the um, the gamey flavor, and it tastes like a deer steak, or it tastes like a beef steak. Well, weird. But the texture is different. That's the only thing that's different. Right. But the thing about it is, is my sister hates the gamey flavor. She loves steak. She's a steak connoisseur, as they would say. But every time we go for a birthday dinner, you know, my parents make a birthday dinner. Every July 17th, it's like, what do you want? She goes, deer steaks. Because once you, mm. when you cook them right, they're delicious. And in terms of, and in terms of the ideology of um, hunter-gatherer and just that, right. that, that, and it's that, that mindset of I'm going to shoot the animal and I'm going to eat it. It's weird. I mean, there's. I mean, I'm used to it. I mean, I don't. I don't view it as oh, I'm shooting an animal. I'm eating an animal that I shot. When I first started doing it, it was a little bit different. It's just. It's. It's different. Just providing, you know. And I mean, right. and I mean, my favorite thing to do is, you know, I'll shoot. One year, I shot ten deer. A lot of deer. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's about uh, about 
600 pounds of meat. We didn't obviously need all that. No way. So what we did is a lot of it went to homeless shelter. That's good. That, there and you that, go. And that was and that was my favorite thing. You know, it, it's it's a way of giving back. You know, and that and that whole um, the whole primal uh, viewpoint of shooting something, and you know, a deer, you know, a squirrel. It can be any. I've shot squirrel and grilled it and ate it. It was good. You know, it's just that that whole ideological standpoint of uh, I'm going to shoot something and then I'm going to get the nutrition from it. It's like on Joe Rogan's podcast. It's it's weird. I mean, if you don't do it and you do it one time. It's weird, you know, mm. you shooting it. If somebody else brings it for you, and like the, like the like the deer you've had, that's farm raised, so it's a little bit different. It's still all the nutrition mm. still there. It's just it's different because it's from the wild, mm. you know. And and I mean, and and the biggest thing about um, hunting is I have no higher respect for an animal than I do because you know I I go out there, I I'll shoot fifteen hundred, I'll shoot probably fifteen hundred arrows in the month of August. Wow. Hunting season starts September 15th for me in Wisconsin. And I have no higher respect for the animal than to go, you know, I'm going to do my best. And right. and if a shot doesn't feel right, I won't shoot. You know, and, and, and the biggest thing to realize is, is there's a, the, the problem with it is, is there's people that um, give hunting a bad name. You know, the ones that are drinking beer. <laughs> you know, that, that, that the hillbillies of it, really. Yeah, they're, the, giving, they're giving hunting a, big, a bad name. But The hunters really, people think of when they the, think hunters. Exactly. But the thing about it is people don't realize hunting. So... Hunting slash the outdoor lifestyle, fishing licenses, stuff like that. So all these um, forests, all these natural wildlife, the uh, the waterlands that the ducks live in, you know, like the 10 million acres in Florida and those states down there, all these, you know, habitats, all these parks, you know, all these uh, Marseilles Fish and Wildlife Area, LaSalle Lake, all that stuff. You know what pays for that? It's hunters. hunters. It's not taxes. Like three it's or the four taxes on the hunting gear, like right? Three or four percent of actual like property taxes go for that, but it's it's all the taxes from the hunting gear, the hunting the licenses. licenses. Yeah. And when people like say, "I love those deer," and I love being able to go to this park to look at the deer, I hate to break it to you, but you, know, you hate hunters because we shoot them. But I hate to break it to you, but without us, you wouldn't have that park to go to. Right, right. So I don't, I don't, and you know, I, I have, I have no, you know, I'm not saying that everybody needs to go out and shoot deer. I'm just saying that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. Either. It wouldn't work because you know it wouldn't support it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's but you know if if you know 10% of your listeners go, you know, I want to start, I want to start doing that. I want to get involved with archery. You know, I want to do that. Not necessarily all the way to shoot a deer, but they just understand it better. Of, just uh, learn about it of what it is and learn the actual facts. That's all I want. You know, you, right. you don't gotta support it. You don't gotta you know agree you know, with it. You don't gotta <laughs> agree with it, but you just can't hate it because you don't know the facts. Right. You know, yeah. and 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 he, and here's 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 the real the real uh, nail biter is they say oh, you you know. You know, it's it's not fair to the animal. It's not fair to the animal, you know, doing this. It's not fair to the animal, you know, because you're using a high-powered rifle. You know, they do they do it all. It's like okay, I get it. You know, I, from not, from not being involved with it, I get where you can come from. That I, I do. I understand it. You know, you're shooting with a high-powered rifle. That's one reason why I shoot archery. I, li- I like a little bit more fair chase. Still, still very hard with a rifle. Don't get me wrong. You know, mm-hmm. these these things they're they're built to not be detected. They're built to survive. So still challenging. But when I get people that are like that, I'm like okay. I'm like. But you do realize that these animals would not be around if we didn't shoot them. And then they, they, they can't comprehend that. And they go, well, what do you mean? I go, well, because you, having the money that you do, nothing wrong with that, want to build your house surrounded by these woods, now you just took out that habitat. You know what lived mm-hmm. there? The natural predators of the deer. Natural predators of the deer are gone. What's going to kill them now? Overpopulation and disease. When overpopulation mm-hmm. and disease happens, or cars... <laughs> overpopulation and disease happens, the animals die out. 
Yeah. You know, they like like chronic wasting disease, like we were talking about. Yeah. That we probably in. don't have time to go into too much yes, detail yeah. today, but yeah, but that that came in. Um, yeah. But the biggest thing is just to understand that it's not a it's not a it's not a view of um, protecting just, the animals. Yeah, and and in in a, in a sense, you know, you guys, uh, the people that not you guys, sorry, not listeners, but anybody mm-hmm. that believes that hunting is bad and um, a bad thing or for the environment or inhumane. Or inhumane yeah. Um, you just really don't have all the facts, you know. I mean, I mean, what's more, what's more inhumane? Shooting it with a bow, you know, you do a good shot. You know, uh, there's not all the time great shots. I I know that, but overall, you do a good shot. It dies in a minute, under a minute, and then it's done. You know, and it's 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 not it's not like it's you know it's not like getting hit by a car on its back end and it's dragging its front self around with his front hooves for five days. Or gets attacked mm-hmm. by a mountain lion and or, eaten alive. Or, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, gets eaten alive. It's it's now that is the inhumane thing. You know, the inhumane thing is is we view it as because we see what happens, but we don't understand what you know, freezing to death. I would much rather get shot than freeze to death if I was a deer. Are you fr- or anyone, mm-hmm. or anyone. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, literally. I mean, if I, if I'm gonna go, I want to go quick. I don't want it to be drawn out. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing to understand about it is is hunting done right. It's all about conservation. It's hunting is conservation. You know, it's 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 not just some guys going out there with a rifle shooting ten thousand deer. Well, you have tags. You have a limited. You amount. have you have yeah. tags. You got to pay for your tags, and they can be expensive. When I go up to Wisconsin, I get a, I get a buck. So mm-hmm. that's an antler deer with three or more inches. You know, but I shoot big ones, obviously, because I let the smaller ones grow. Um, I get a buck and two doe for $160. Wow. And if I want another doe, it's another $20. That's a lot of money for three deer. If you break it it down by the time you take out all the fees and stuff, it's about $40 a deer. Mm -hmm. I'm paying for them. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. paying for the conservation to go on. And they've done a really good job in, in in the United States. So, for example, elk. Elk were, you know, they were in, they were in, like, I want to say 30 states. Don't quote me, but, like, 30 states. Back before we really started to infect the environment, now all of a sudden they they were in like five states. Wow! But now they're reintroducing Kentucky. They have some in Wisconsin. They're now reintroducing them into the herds of them into all different states from conservation. Bigger one. You go back to the um, back to like 1900. There was a stat. I don't know where it is, but I'm going to be pretty accurate. Um, so, for example, there was um, looking at geese. There was a million geese at 1900. Wow. Okay, a million of them. That's a lot of geese. Mm-hmm. Now there's like 50 million. How can there be more more animals if hunting is solely exterminating them? Deer, for example. There were like 3.4 million deer in 1900. There's now 29 million. So yeah. explain to me, that's rough numbers, you can find it online. Explain to me how hunting is bad for the environment if the numbers are going up. The environment's getting smaller and the numbers are going up. That's from proper wildlife conservation. And that's where people really seem to kind of lose it. You know, they don't they don't really get the aspect of, um, you know, I was raised one way. You know, I, right. I get my beef from the supermarket. I don't do anything. You know, I don't I don't you know, I just it's just there. I eat it. It's good to go. Mm-hmm. They really lose the concept and the aspect of they're, con- they're not connected to it where it actually comes from. Right. They have no idea where it comes from. They just and you hope it's you hope it's good. You hope the animal wasn't treated wrongly when even though in a lot of these um Places where mass they, market farms are mass yeah yeah where the the animals are treated inhumanely a lot a lot more than hunting you know I mean they're terrible but the hunters get the bad rap yeah that's mm-hmm. case you know and it it's just if you get involved with it and actually look at the facts you'll really see that hunting is not bad it's it's good you just got to be have an open mind to really understand that 
hunting is not what everybody makes it seem to be the anti-hunters you know if, if you talk to a hunter yeah. i mean the, some of these hunters they're the most down-to-earth people cameron haynes is such a good role model for, oh, he's, for, for what hunting really is he's amazing you know <laughs> he, he runs like 26 miles a day Fuck that. Yeah, that's that's what I say. I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, literally, and and he works out. He his favorite thing is lift, run, shoot. He has shirts on. You know, he's that's because when it comes to the fall, he wants that most ethical kill. I'm the same way. I'm not as famous. I don't think I'll ever be as famous. I really don't want to be. But I'm the same way. If if I'm gonna if I'm gonna invest the time and the money and my you know my ambition, then why not do it perfect? You know, I'm chasing mm-hmm. perfectionism. I'm not perfect. <laughs> right. I shoot a shot, you know, I shoot a bunch. I did one today, you know, I sh- you know, I shoot a bunch. You know, I'm all Yeah, we really, shot about an hour. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all really happy. And then all of a sudden one time I just get lazy and then it goes off, you know, it's three inches off instead of an inch or a half inch off. And I'm like, well that was a crappy shot. It doesn't look like a crappy shot, but for me it's a crappy shot. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and really it just comes down to that's just comes down to that archery theme of when you're going through life, when you're focused on everything, it's just focused on what your task is there. Nothing else matters, you know? Yeah. Of course, family matters. Of course, the thing matters. But if you want to be good at it, you just got to be able to just cancel everything out. If you're working out, if you're doing squats and deadlifts, leave me alone. Yeah, that's a really good point. That. Yeah. I am, you know, if, I, if I'm cleaning data, my cell phone isn't even with me. It, it technically is because I got to answer phone calls, but it's upside down. So unless it starts ringing, I don't address it. You right. know, it beeps. You know, I have my I have skull candy headphones, you know, that, that yeah. I wear mm-hmm. over with music or podcasts so that nothing bothers me. I'm in a completely dark room, just cleaning data. Nothing, nothing else matters, you know. And, and when a dog barks, it really pisses me off <laughs> because it gets me out of my zone. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I let you out an hour ago. I know you're 12 years old, but this has got to stop. Can you just relax? Yeah. You know, if you if you wouldn't drink all the whole damn water, I wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> you know, it's 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 just it's just understanding that um, it really. Going to the perfection side is it's fine if you want to be perfect. But you gotta chase perfection. You can't yep. be perfect. You can't look for perfectionism. You gotta chase it. And you're like you said, it's it's never you're never gonna be perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean there's 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 really no way you're gonna be perfect. And if you go through life thinking I can be perfect, you're just gonna you're gonna suffer. But if you yeah. go through life saying I can chase perfectionism, you're gonna win. Yeah, that's really what comes down to it. It's just and chase. I think right there is a great place to end it for it's today. Just, just chase the. We're almost at two hours already. It went by real fast. Yeah. Well, that's why I mock everybody. First time on the podcast, first interview style, and I think it went pretty well. Mm-hmm. So we'll have the uh, discount code in the description that he p- said, and uh, look, we'll have the Instagram the link. Media, and stuff yeah. Like, yeah. So that's it for this episode number ten. Potion. See you later, everybody. You just listened to an episode of Feeding Curiosity. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, subscribe, go check out the website over at feedingcuriosity.net and all the other things that we're doing there. And once again, thank you all for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode.